Hello everyone and welcome to the Livebringers podcast. I hope you are very well today and you are enjoying your awesome week. And you have missed us very much because we haven't been here for a while. I'm glad that today is the day we've come back after like three weeks of being missing because it is a big studio update. There is lots to talk about. We have all our friends here. I don't know which episode we're on. It doesn't matter because... The studio update just takes priority, okay? It takes priority. There's a lot going on. We're excited. You're excited. I hope you're good. Make sure you check out the Lightbringers podcast on all the things, on iTunes, on Google, on Twitch, on youtube.com slash Debra as well. Make sure you chuck a comment below as well. Tell us what you think about the actual update, how everything's going in the game for you right now. We know it's been very quiet, but oh, oh. There's a lot, there's a lot to go through and you probably got us for about, about two hours-ish today, maybe. So, you know, lots of chatter. I want to hear all your opinions as well in the chat of what's going on with the update and your communities, how you're feeling about it, what you're looking forward to. Uh, and if there's anything we don't pick up today as well, make sure you leave a comment uh, on the YouTube video or just in the chat. So we have a chat about it as well. We've got the whole team here. We've got crew, we've got Fornax, we've got Boots, we've got Rookery as well. I hope everyone is very good and no one interrupted me that's what happens when no one interrupts it's actually a decent intro that could be the first in 100 episodes so first time. threatened us beforehand we had to stay silent Jeffrey. he's about to dox all of us it was brutal it was brutal i'm not gonna lie but you know what we behaved and i think also we're just excited we're excited for the podcast and all the blog posts and everything. So we're just like letting you do what you do, Jebro, I guess. I am excited. Um, it is a big, big deal. This, uh, so this came, the studio update came out this week. Um, what was the day of the thing? May 1st. You know, it wasn't April 1st. That would have been awful. Uh, but like, April 1st is the studio update. Wow, this is so good. They could have actually done a, done that and had elite specializations, and that would have been kind of funny. Uh, and then put this out on May 1st, and I'm joking, that would have been awful. They should get too diabolical soon, with soon. their April 1st blog posts. Like, I don't want, like... We're just completely troll stuff. people. I want, like, full <laughs> troll. Like, we're adding the bard spec for Mesmer. Like, just say things <sighs> that they know. No, 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 Kruf, don't do that. That, that I, one I would, is horrible. And that's why I'm not the community manager. I would be... <laughs> Well, they the are looking for a community one. manager right now, aren't they? Like, there's like a full-on ad out so. there as well. Yeah. So if you want to go and apply an for community manager. Influencer manager. Is it an Ooh, influencer manager? Well, there you go. I am both an influencer and a man- An influencerist? <laughs> Influencist. <laughs> I kind of like that as a word. I'm probably, I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's not a word. But I mean, it can be, if you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Bruce is just staring. Tell us a little bit about what you do and where you do it. Kruf, for example. Oh, wow. Not expecting me first. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, you know what? Get out of the way because I can just, like, you know, sit back and chill. But hi, everyone. I'm Kruf. I do a bunch of videos over on my YouTube, which you can find at Kruf, K R O O F, like Roof, but with a K. And I also stream here on Twitch <laughs> every so often. Um, I'm also a really funny person, so you can go and subscribe. Or not. That was funny. I did laugh. That was actually good. It's like like roof, but with a K. I don't don't think I've ever heard that one before. Fornax can't go to sleep because it's your turn to give yourself a cheeky little intro. 
You've no, gone AFK. Um, so rookery. Yeah, <laughs> she's gone AFK. That's me. Was that an AFK or was that you like? I just started talking and you got bored. No, sorry. I I I needed more light. My camera wasn't catching my avatar's eyes being open because it's so dark in my room. So I've just like ran around and put some lights on. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Do you wanna talk now? <laughs> I, oh, is it my turn? Fuck. It uh, is. Fuck, fuck. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Come like, on. Oh, yeah. We are out of practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you just streamed for like a long, world. long time. Did you swear? Did you swear on your own stream? I don't know. Did you probably? Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. I a lot because it was. It's very stressful. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm Fornix the Creighton Herald. I make Guild Wars 2 content on my over on YouTube, and occasionally, I uh, stream Worldy World here in in things like that. And swear. That's that. You had a new video and coming no. out this week, right? Um, Bug. I do. I. Plug plug videos. Okay, yes. So um, I have two videos out on the channel at the moment. One doing a lot of speculation about the concept art, which uh, dropped as a teaser for the next expansion, which is coming hopefully quite soon. And then there is um, a video that I posted today, which is a deep dive comparing um, Path of Fire and Season 4 to um, what we can expect with the new expansion cadence and what mm -hmm. we've been told is going to be getting to see to try and kind of compare as to how much bang for buck we're going to be getting in terms of like delivery because it's a shorter cadence but more more content over the same period is what they kind of like the premise no. so it's a, it's a it's a real super deep dive on that and i talk about um the requirement to overhaul bosses like saitan because they're talking about overhauling the older game but yeah it's hugely long like 25 minutes of me just rambling and my husband occasionally talking oh yeah Oh, cool. Okay. But, well, we will yeah, hear your husband talking today. We will, and you'll be you'll 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 think I'm a very lucky girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That is so that's sweet. Very sweet. I love that so much. <laughs> it is. Okay. Oh that's God. A, you can All these that. people with other with partners. It's just gross. Uh, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Yuck. Rookery, tell us a thing or two about you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everybody, I'm Rook and I am disgusting. How are you all doing? And Good intro. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, hey, I'm Rook. I do a lot of MMORPG content, most specifically Final Fantasy XIV and Guild Wars 2, but as a lot of you know, I've also been doing things with World of Warcraft recently, and I just got back into playing it, and... Dragonflight is actually really cute and I really love it. It's like a, it a really adorable right. story about epic heroes. The dragons are the cutest part and mm -hmm. I love the environments and I really have enjoyed a lot of that. So that's really interesting. Good. But um, I typically stream 14 in Guild Wars 2. I do it over on Twitch, twitch.tv rookery. And I also make videos for YouTube, although I'm kind of the reverse of Kroof and Fornax in that I primarily stream and do live content in places and then create YouTube videos when I'm able. Um, I do this podcast. I also do Aetherite Radio podcast for 14. And I have a lot of other shoutcasting stuff and hosting stuff coming up this month. So keep an eye out. I'm hoping we can get some Guild Wars 2 stuff. 
added into the mix. I've been doing a lot of 14, a lot of WoW, but we need some more Guild Wars 2 events to cast. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I'm tour with you, darling. I will you want. sign on with you, Rook, at any time. Okay, great crew. Perfect. Mm. And Except yes, Monday through Thursday, I'm working okay. at my retail job. <laughs> that makes sense. You gotta to no, Chipotle. 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 Yeah. I used to call it Chipotle because um, I had no, no idea what Chipotle was. When I was in, in England, it was always Chipotle to loads of people, everyone. It was like, oh, Chipotle, let's go Chipotle. Just <laughs> like tacos. You want to get some tacos? It's just like the yeah, recent, tacos. Uh, I thought it was tacos. My dad says tacos. It was like, I also, thought it was taco. I thought it was tacos. I know his dad, the taco is something that put people put in their truck to like record their miles that drive. That's not taco. It's I not feel taco. like it's tacos for all Canadians, so it's fine. Uh, tacos. Oh! <laughs> wow, yeah. well, it's wrong and it's Weird. not it fine. Is wrong. So. I mean, honestly, true, true, because, you know, Mexican food in Canada is. Yep, yep, <laughs> Fordax, it's so funny you bring up that lore tour because I was literally just about to message you today about exactly that. So yeah, keep an eye out for that, everybody, too. <laughs> Excellent. Maybe I Can't should wait. do a uh, Stronghold Lightbringers tournament. That could be a messy. Yes! <laughs> It'd be a two-round tournament. <laughs> Look, I'll take any kind of content. I would love to just see more. I would love to see more content. community tournaments, even just for funsies with Guild Wars 2. We can do a Lightbringers too. one. We can do some Lightbringers events. It's possible. There's enough people that like it. Oh, wow. Okay. Anyway, yes. Yes. Did you read that person's name? I don't actually read, so... <laughs> but we, we, I employ, we've employed Fornax's husband to read, so, you know, for free. I mean, yes. no, this you can give him now. snuggles. That is that is the thing you can pay him with. Oh, for a second, I thought you were just telling everybody in general that you could give, like, we could all give Fornax's husband <laughs> snuggles. And I was like, I think I mean, you can if you want. But I'm pretty sure Fornax's husband's fine with that. Word, people. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. It's gooseberry. Uh, boots. That's what yeah. you do. What you do it. Time boots. Uh, you can find me at World of Vendors on YouTube. <laughs> I uh, make videos. Uh, recently, I've just been making a lot of adventure videos. I've been trying to do all the adventures and uh, get very good times on them. Taking a little break from it because I learned something that uh, has destroyed me, um, and I'm waiting to hear back about whether should mention it in any videos uh before making any new videos about adventures so oh, okay. uh yeah <laughs> and so Message that'll be uh, i want to know no, I no. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so that'll that be to me. <laughs> next um and uh and yeah and and i also you know do stuff here sometimes with wp i'm uh find me on youtube excellent boots is going to japan yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll take pictures. I'm not gonna put a make a video or anything, but I'll. I'll and I'll nobody is jealous. Pictures. There's We're no jealousy jealous. whatsoever. No. No je I, no. I've We're yeah. I saw your your reply on Twitter to me. <laughs> oh, having a long flight. Ugh, couldn't be me. Love you. <laughs> Send Absolutely photos, amazing. please. I will. I will, and I'll Photoshop you into them. Nice. I appreciate it. Avatar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for heaven's sake. Okay, I'm just doing a little sorty sort because I had to change my audio. Um, what I have to do is I have to change a little bit of thing because 
Crown Herald's husband is going to come in and do some reading, but he is recorded. Um, and we'll be floating in, but all the cameras have just readjusted and everything, because I had to change the setting, and uh, I'm not sure why. So I'm just trying to sort that out for a second. But update, studio update, uh, we had, it is 3,000-ish words. Um, we're not, we do tend to read the things sometimes, and I'm wondering, I'm making, hopefully everyone can still hear me the same as I was before. I'm just mm -hmm. double checking. Ooh, good to me. Okay, good. Um, and so, yeah, we are not going to read it all. I know we have in the past, uh, but we're not. Someone else is, and also it's not all of it. So there's that. Mm -hmm. But uh, they kind of started off just kind of telling us, read, just read, just going through everything again, because I basically think that not everyone kind of read the last one, which is totally possible because it was like 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, so they were just reiterating on the fact that we are going to have a new way of expansions coming out possibly every year with like, you know, all the updates that come along with that, you know, quarterly updates rather than the two to four years release of all the things uh, in terms of like an expansion and then the living world, blah, 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 that we've had basically since 2013, 14 ish or 15, actually, mm -hmm. I suppose. Um... So yeah, I'm going to play that audio and we're going to be going through kind of, if you do want to follow along on the blog post, it's two questions above where they say about the spring summer roadmap update. Now, general feelings and thoughts. How do we feel about a studio update that came out this week? And no specific details, but how are you feeling about the fact that we actually got an update? That's exciting, right? Exciting in itself overwhelmingly positive i'm so happy and energized i am so ready for the future let's go see that's exactly what, what i wanted that's exactly yeah. what i want the energy there was was uh it's, yes. al it's also just me trying to make i time. liked it it was a positive it was a positive message yes this is this is a great blog post it was so exciting to see i immediately saw the community just you know respond to it and have more details and be excited about this i think so many of us are really excited about the future of Guild Wars 2, so this was wonderful. We always say, of course, we would like this in a video announcement format. That is the big thing. I would like a big video announcement. I would like more information. I would like this stuff there, but all of that aside, this is so good. And it's really, really wonderful to see all that they decided to share with us and uh, to have some more insight. Good. Yeah, I, I agree with Rook. It, it would have... It's 3,000 words. They could have really, like, milked a Twitch stream with this. They could have had us talking to oh, devs. Gosh. They could have shared a little bit of teaser artwork. We could have talked to the teams. We could have talked about how they're going to do these elite specialization replacements differently. They could have really kind of done a... a this is a huge amount of information, and I, I'm, I'm super happy that they've given us this information, but the, the delivery system is um, faulty. Yeah, but it's, it's 3,000 words. Who could possibly say 3,000 words in a row? I don't think I could. So, yeah, you couldn't do it online. You can do it in a video, I don't think. No. Ornax's husband can do it. I mean, what? all of this could definitely have been done in the video. I completely agree. I just, I just, it, it's just too much information for people to get, like, you know, for the just casual Guild Wars 2 player. I just don't know if they're going to read it. But that's the thing. We can, oh, no. we can, that's why we do it. Like, so we can give you content and be like, oh, yeah, look at us. As you are on your morning drive to your maybe hopefully awesome job that everyone definitely has, uh, you can listen to our awesome voices. And also you can listen to 
Fornax's can I say can I like call your husband something else other than Fornax's husband? <laughs> his, uh, so his online persona. That's his only persona. identity, Jeb, bro. <laughs> that's his only identity. <laughs> what is his name? His avatar name? Chak. 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 Like Chak Jarrett. C H A K Chak T A. Chak. Like Chak Jarrett. I have no idea who the f that is. So. Yes, you do. <laughs> like the, the Chak Jarrett from Guild Wars Two. Yeah. The boss and it's also the in Chak Jarrett. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, one's Chak, oh. and, then it's Chak. and one's Chak. Chak. And Chuck one is Jack. <laughs> okay. And they are run on a track. This is brand new information to me, man. Like, I'm like, you know those, you're like, aura mind things? You married yeah, a Chuck Garrett. I, I would have thought it'd be pretty obvious that your husband was a Chuck, but I mean... I mean, your husband, I, if he's I got a Chuck egg sack, he's worth lines. a lot of money in the game. <laughs> so. Look, it's, it's hearts, not parts for me, darling. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, true. You know, oh, look at tentacles. God damn it. Everyone is so Would you gross. describe him more as a Chuck sapper? <laughs> a check zapper or the gerund i would say yeah which ones are more pedantic i mean that's i feel like that's the main question what are you talking about <laughs> probably the zapper. Probably the zapper. yeah because they sap your energy while you listen to them <laughs> i mean so he's like freakishly young and he looks like freakishly young so there, there, we, there was like a joke okay. that he's like sucking the youth out of me in the night so whichever one oh does that God. That that's that's probably the one. Sapper, that sounds great. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sapper. <laughs> I'm really glad you also corrected that so that it wasn't. Yeah, you said he is freakishly yeah. young, and My then he looks freakishly yeah. young. Is it a combination God, of the no, two? No, is he both freakishly young and looks no. young for he that looks age? Looks like him. He is he is oh. very youthful. He is actually a few years older than I am. I've not made a list. I promise. I promise. Okay. All right. <laughs> I hear weird things happen in Northern England. What can I say? In all of England. There's not much to do up there. There ain't, there ain't much to do up there. No, I will say, you know what? I'm not even because the news was so good, because we're so hyped, because we're so excited. It doesn't even matter that there wasn't a video or a live stream of this because we get to share this with all of you and we're excited to get to be the delivery of information about Fornax's love life and also <laughs> about news and updates on Guild Wars 2 with everybody so that we can all be hyped together. So I'm ready for this. Oh. I'm just like your favorite mm -hmm. delivery service. Knock, knock. FBI, open up. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Uh, Jack is going to read some bits and past pieces. Uh, we're going to go over the first question and we'll Piss. talk about it. Uh, this is the February Studio updates about um, combat features. What? <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's fine. We're fine. We're fine. Okay. We're adults and mature. And we can, right. do this. We can, be can, can you hear this in the Discord call? Question. The February Studio. You can? Okay. So this is a question. All right, this is amazing. All right, tell me if you can't hear it, chat. All right, we'll talk afterwards. Update said that future expansions would include combat features and didn't mention elite specializations at all. What does that mean? In the current design and implementation of elite specializations, we feel that with every new expansion, there's been increasingly limited design space left to add new and differentiated roles for each profession. In other words, most of the playstyles that we'd like to see supported for each profession already exist or should exist within their existing elite specialization options. With our next expansion, our goal is to further augment the combat options for each profession, 
by adding new tools to their arsenal, and by lifting constraints that will unlock an unprecedented number of playstyle customization options, while keeping the feel of Guild Wars 2 combat true to its origins, theory crafters are going to be very busy. Oh, lovely. Look at that. Woo! Some good ass chat GPT. <laughs> So I will say that he did, when he did a video on my channel, he did gather a little bit of a gay following. And I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's good. Ally. <laughs> okay, so let's go through this. Um, and thank you very much to Jack as well. I appreciate it. Um, okay, so there's, there's, there's a lot here, actually, just in this first thing. Uh, elite specializations as if you've not been playing guild wars 2 for that very long for very long you know has been the main feature of well what other than a map a new region maybe on a story but like it's pretty much one of the biggest expansion features that you can have for guild wars 2 like that's why people kind of spend that money right and that's not gonna be the next expansion at the very least like you know we don't know about past that but at the moment we know that probably this is not a thing, and it's going to be different. Whether or not that's new weapons, whether that's new uh, ways of designing traits, whether that's, you know, having elite specializations playing together, and there's no such thing as an elite specialization anymore, because that would be sick. Um, that would be know. impossible. Oh, is it impossible, though? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We're going to talk about it. That's the point, right? Okay. Like, we talk about <laughs> the impossible as well, because that's fun. Um, okay. But they're, they're also doing a lot of things that they actually said were kind of impossible to do as well, like five or six years ago in terms of, like, original code of the game. Like, you know, there's we're transitioning to new DX, you know, 11, all this kind of stuff. So, the impossible, mean, never like, say never, my friend. you wanted to be a Scourge, um, a Scourge Reaper. Harbinger, how, yeah. how would that work? You choose your top I thing. I have an idea. I have many, yeah. Okay, what would you do, Proof? What would you do? Well, you have three trait lines, and the bottom trait line is framed with a special gold outline. So whichever one is in the bottom one takes precedent for the profession mechanic change. Oh, I like mm -hmm. it. I said that so smoothly. It was oh my very God, good. My brain. It was like yeah, that's Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love that, that idea. Work. That could work. Like, so all, all the profession dead, mechanics uh, work for the scourge. Like it's all you're basically a scourge, but you get the utility skills, weapon, and uh mm -hmm. some traits that do stuff sometimes but not other times of the harp yeah yeah mm -hmm. if you have anything traded specifically and we have seen them which might be a a future topic that we discuss in this blog post but they are stripping away a lot of that uh design within traits where you feel like you have to take that trait in order to utilize utility skills or use a weapon uh just to give you some more freedom in your choices Mm hmm. Yeah, this is very interesting. I mean, out of everything that we had in this update, I think this is probably the one section that will still give people the most trepidation in a sense, just because I think until we know what's coming and we know what's going to happen, a lot of players rightfully you're kind of nervous and i think that's completely fair like if you heard no more elite specializations and you yourself went oh no it's okay but the vast majority of players i think and even like we've talked about on the podcast before i think the vast majority of players have also had this realization where everybody was going you know actually 
I wouldn't mind if they focused on balancing for a while. I wouldn't mind if they updated some things, even for core classes within all of this. I wouldn't mind if maybe we saw more weapons available or we saw more flexibility in this or we saw these things reworked. And we had even speculated previously on the podcast that something like this in this format, not getting elite specs every single time or getting like a single elite spec or, you know, having alternatives to this could very much be a route that they go. And they have taken that route. And I don't think it is a bad thing because, again, it doesn't say we are never going to do this again. You're never going to get mm. new classes. <laughs> You're never going to get new elite specs. But instead, I get more of the impression that with an expansion coming out each year that they're going to instead focus on different things maybe um, you know you get an overhaul of something or you get something more thematic or you get a new weapon added for a class so kind of shaking up what we might expect to see as new combat you know job kind of content so i, I don't think it's a bad thing i honestly feel good about this and i think it needed to happen at some point okay yeah, man. I want to circle back to Krupp's idea of <laughs> oh. that, the way to combine specs. It's clever, but I think that... As a possibility. That, yeah, no, it's clever, but I, I think that um, the being able to, like, the, the coding of the combinations would just be too difficult. Um, and then it would eliminate the possibility of ever adding any new elite specs completely, because then they'd have to code all the new combinations that would just get like a monstrosity. Well, they would iterate on the systems that yeah. changed there, right? I mean... Most yeah. likely, but... Yeah. I mean, they could just, like, disable all the minor traits, because those, I would believe, are the key traits that activate profession mechanic stuff. Um, I'm not exactly sure, but do I think that is what they're <laughs> going to be doing? No, but it yeah. was something that no, I thought is. about. Over the yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like... <laughs> the window to possibility i think yeah cons considering it's so open-ended yeah but that's not what i think will happen nor do i really want that to happen well, what do you yeah, think yeah. Let, let's talk about what we think might be the case because i think you know and people are saying in chat let me just let me just pull some stuff from chat here um duh, duh, duh. someone's mentioned something about weapons and how they read in the past that maybe they thought that uh, all weapons are going to be used by every cast now that that's more likely. There could be a possibility of adding more weapons, or I think the hint there is a hint of being able to use weapons from elite specializations, maybe. Um, that are oh, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Hmm. I agree. But like, yeah. particularly you know. the line that says lifting constraints. Um, there's yeah. already the idea of like, okay, what constraints Think do we them. have in the current profession system? Mm. One might say like, we get to use all of the specs at once, but we have the old trade system, which got overhauled. I think there's a siren in the background. There is, but it sounds <laughs> cool when you're talking. I know, like, ooh, trouble. <laughs> ooh, pause for talent. Every time in my stream when there's a siren, I'm like, pause for talent. Um, <laughs> but lifting constraints, my go-to was probably the weapons um, being locked mm. to specific elite specializations. Is that the first thing you thought of when you heard of it? Um, I think it was the second thing I thought of. I don't know what I... It was the most notable thing that I thought of in terms of what... Yeah, really I think it was the first thing I thought. Yeah. Just okay. based on the wording of that sentence, yeah. So we're going to be able to yeah. use the weapons specifically like the, and their skills on each class... Just with, they may have to add new ones because it might not make sense, right, for some traits. Or, or what do you, you reckon, what you mean? like weapon skills and stuff? Do you think they just keep the same skills that they've got? If yeah. they just, there's no need to change it. Huh? 
Oh, Maybe from the elite spec to the rest of the core profession? Yeah, oh. so like if you get a weapon and like you... So for example, if you have a torch or like offhand necro and you just have a core necro, like would you have to... Would it be worth changing some of the skills? Like because it's not in the elite spec? Yeah, it'd be the same. Yeah. The one class where I thought it would be, would be, um, or would require some overhaul was Weaver, but then I was like, no, all of the mm -hmm. weapons, all the swords they already, have, have, the they already have their third ability. Yeah. 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 Okay. They just want to get the Weaver ability. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I really yeah, like that quick. this also possibly frees them up to do something, not only to like lift those restrictions, allow you to maybe use elite spec weapons mm. on core classes or add weapons to existing classes or core or elite spec that make sense for a class, but that just mm. we've never gotten for them. I mean, I think they could do a lot with that to expand it, but I love that this also frees us up for the possibility of like new weapons in a sense that is greater than just an yeah. elite spec, you know, yeah. but having something where maybe we do get yeah a new weapon for an expansion i mean of course when we started hearing about this too i think my mind starts racing the whole line about theory crafters being really busy i immediately started thinking and that little like throwback about guild wars 2 combat staying true to its origins mm. of course immediately i was like what if they add in you know high level monsters and zones that you can get ability drops from what if they do multi-classing like guild wars 1 what if they like there's a ton of possibilities but i think there are some that make more sense like just these weapon yeah. things that are just in realistic you know yeah. just trying to, yeah exactly so, um, there, there are so many possibilities that are in elite specs that they can mm -hmm. do but then you have to like consider okay how how would they do this how much work would this be they're trying to reduce the amount of work for these you know like it's your uh, expansion every year so probably 90 percent of the reason why they're not going to be doing elite specs besides the fact that they're they're reaching a point where you know limited design space is because designing nine new elite specs uh, is difficult doing it every year, and it will be very <laughs> difficult to balance in the future that if you're bringing in new nine new elite specs every year. Um, yeah. So, so that's so. Really, what they're trying to do is have something more realistic. So, if we have all these far-flung ideas of what they could replace elite specs with, and it's something more intricate than elite specs probably it's not going to happen um but the weapon idea i think is is realistic um it, uh, now that i think about it jebo you're you're right things would have to change a little bit because mm -hmm. using one elite specs weapon on a different elite spec for example um like uh like let's say you use daggers from a warrior on a berserker it would need a new berserker mm -hmm. burst skill and also so you like have that. traits little, just little things like you also that have traits that reduce added. cooldowns of weapon skills as well like you know things like that well that that's actually the reason <laughs> one of the reasons why i think that the the weapon thing is is a very large possibility is because later on in this blog mm. post they say they're going to be trying to remove all the reduced weapon exactly. skill cooldown traits and mm -hmm. make them into uh the weapons themselves also yeah. here's the, here's a big question for you all um, and Crown Herald, I think I would like to hear from you first on this because we haven't heard from you. Um, mm -hmm. If they get a, if we get a new weapon, because obviously, does that go to one class or does that go to everyone? Do they develop would, a weapon I mean, so for every I, single class and it's the same it, one? I would. So we have kind of like three primary groups in the game. It's not like the the, the Trinity, but Hmm. We have damage, we have support, we have more tanky builds. 
So they, they might want to have a weapon for each of these game styles and then have that weapon have its own unique um, make a, a unique ability so that way they can they can constrain it more. So this this specific weapon has its own abilities. It's slightly different depend just slightly different flavor depending on what class you are, but it's more to do with flavor text rather than ah, so the weapon, kind of like the fundamental mechanics. So the weapon is almost like a class in itself, like an elite yeah. spec in itself. In that? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah. So that so that I would be it. three new weapons for each of the of the core game types um, every year, and that would uh, so that means that if that means you could actually have all three of them over your alts. That would mean that you feel like you're getting more content. But I mean, I guess what they could also do, in just generally, is if you look at like games like World of Warcraft, even if you look at the original Guild Wars, mm -hmm. they um they had a much more interesting, much more dynamic skill trees. It is super incredibly limiting limited the skill trees that we have at the moment. Yeah, I mean, if you look at a World of Warcraft skill tree. It's it, It's a deeply so complicated much, affair. It's yeah. so much, so confused. It is. But isn't there <laughs> yeah. like in World of Warcraft you have so much choice, but also you don't if you just follow the meta? Like you don't really have that much choice? Isn't that like the case? I mean, in World I mean, of Warcraft? It's the that's the case for Guild literally everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't know if, I don't know if it's more complicated. I feel, I feel like I've heard World of Warcraft players getting confused when they come to Guild Wars as well. I don't know. Maybe it's just I mean, it's, it's a different ethos, isn't it? Maybe, yeah, yeah, I get what Fornax is saying. I get what Fornax is saying. I think mm. the complexities of things like the, you know, having your various passive trait lines, the, you know, gear, weapon, ability slots that you're picking at any given time does mm -hmm. offer just as much complexity in that sense with Guild Wars 2 because you can't just change up the abilities you have much more frequently but i also get 100 percent what Fornax. i think you're trying to say correct me if i'm wrong which is that the idea that the actual just skill trees themselves just alone offer branching possibilities in world of warcraft so as you go down them you know you can put multiple points into one thing you can unlock this you can go here yeah. you can branch out into different paths and you can like add more or less to things so from just like the actual design when we look at our skill trees now you know you have that basically one that you go through and you level up but i actually think that's a really fascinating idea like what if they overhauled stuff or they added in some kind of branching trait line at some point or i don't know i mean i think mm. you could do something like that and boots to to kind of i think counterplay off of what you said I do think they need to simplify things, but I think we have to also remember that if they are removing something like, like elite specializations, right, they are still going to need to have something as far as player class identity combat interest goes to be big impact items at some point in expansions. So while we might have smaller features that I think still have a big impact, I think they are going to have to do something like mm -hmm. like a branching skill line over like overhaul if they're not going to add new elite specializations we will have to see something that generates the same level of hype and or a new aesthetic or a new possibility for how you play because otherwise as we've seen with ESO recently players get really tired of not having new 
even if it's the same, but like having a new rebranded type of class to play, um, it's it's a tough place to be in uh, because people yeah. do expect that and want to have new ways to engage with the world from a combat perspective. Right. And I, but I, when I say simple, I don't mean just like a little thing that isn't that interesting. I mean simple, simple to balance and simple to create doesn't mean not interesting um or more simple anyway than nine year lead specs um and th I, I still I, I actually do think that we will be getting lead specs eventually again um i don't think it'll be this next expansion i probably not the one after it but i think they're probably going to come back um in in one of the future expansions um yeah it sounds like to me they're trying to so they've, they've said that they won't be want to be able to give people different play styles and different opportunities of gameplay within the existing elite specializations and normal specializations. And the only way I can think to do that is to make those, you, you know, those, those, the, your build more diverse, adding another uh, more onto the end. So rather than just three big choices and intermediate in, in between that are fixed. So that so that people can actually like drill down and go. I really want to be tanky. I really want to be more healy. I in this build, I really want to be this. So that they can and and, and using the attributes or the 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 aesthetic of the elite specialization to do that. It doesn't have to be super um, super like dedicated to the to the spec. It just has to have the flavor of the elite in order to satisfy that. But I, I, I think it's a, it's kind of, I mean, it's a baller move because this is a box feature and I know people who buy the expansions just to get the elite specializations alone. They're not interested mm -hmm. in the story, especially people who are focused on PvP and, and World v. World. This is like, you, you, you better be giving them something good. Yeah, that I mean, was honestly, concern. honestly, I am mm. one of those people that that mm -hmm. besides the story and stuff, I, I buy expansions because I get new things to play with. Yes. And uh, and yeah, I, I definitely think that each year long expansion should have something for people like me to play with. And um, I don't think just balance patches would be enough. Yeah, I no. I am I am really hooked onto this paragraph where they say next expansion our goal is is further augment the combat options for each profession by adding new tools. That's that's the fear, the new tools. And it's like I wish they just in this post just maybe hinted at something a tiny bit. Like just been like just giving us a little even if it's like a skill or like a change that they've got in mind. This is a great place where they could give us examples of that. Where I think like they can keep trying to hook us in like they're giving us words and stuff i just feel like an image or something like they've done it at the end like you could pop something in there i think there could be a little clue or a hint i don't think they need to be so i think they're still getting used to this idea of how much do we give away and like well i will say that mm. considering the time frame of when we might be receiving more information about the expansion i don't think it'll be too long yeah. so I, I think right. we're i wouldn't be too worried about that considering you know in the past we've had larger gaps in between communication i think we'll probably mm. know more about this uh, relatively soon mm -hmm. I, so. I agree and i i mean even with the vagary in these paragraphs, I, like that. I at least still come out of them feeling not vagary as in like V-A-G-A-R-Y, <laughs> the vague nature Vagueness. of these paragraphs. 
I don't come out of it feeling negative, right? I I really no. am hopeful for this. And I have seen so many games recently innovate. Guild Wars 2 has innovated so much in ways that are still interesting, still engaging. And I have faith that, I mean, I think this will be a good direction. I think we will still be getting interesting things. And I am really curious about some of this stuff with customization and all this kind of stuff. You know, um, there's been a lot of discussion about their direction with how they've pushed some things, whether it's the changes to boons, whether it's, um, you know, even some of the kind of outdated things that we had noticed that had kind of stuck out from core classes that over time we were like, yeah, they never really did much with that, did they? Or oh, none of the elite specs really play into that. So I think that this is a great space for them to be able to redesign some stuff. But then also, I loved what Fornax was saying specifically about, like, you know, maybe you can solidify your role more. Maybe these tools that they're talking about are things like more dedicated aggro wrangling, if you want it, or, you know, that you could use as a tank. Or maybe it's, like, maybe there's something like that that we just don't know about. Um, and of course, there, there are so many possibilities. Even if they don't add full elite specs, why not make it so that at some point we do get different lines or trait lines or passives or even like repackaging of class aesthetics i i don't know how you would do this but like maybe there are different ways that you could even have like cosmetically certain elite specs kind of look or gaps like boots pointed out with your chart that they haven't filled in that would give a different kind of play style for some oh, I, specs that are i assume that that chart is what they're going to be working on going forward trying to fill in those things but i don't think those come with the expansions necessarily those are just come with the balance patches mm -hmm. um and so yeah there's a lot of things you could do one one of the things i thought about um when i was discussing this previously was uh capture signet from guild wars one um and oh. and maybe they they could reintroduce the capture signet and if you're breaking the boundaries between classes uh it's because well, you can saying that well not between classes. they said they're saying <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we could just talk about in that case. You could say what are the constraints you think that each character has. I think it's constraints within the profession itself. Like I think it's the only thing that I would like to see is just weapons in terms of. So that's the only. Okay, fine, fair enough. And I want to point out not utility skills. I think utility skills should be tied to elite specs because if we have access to all utility skills, those are much more mix and matchable than something like weapons because it's only two-hander or main-hand offhand, which would, mm -hmm. personally, I would not want to deal with that as a balanced dev. Of course not, yeah. Maybe a restriction, thinking about your question, Boots, is something like two-hand or one-hand. Maybe even taking weapons that are two-handed and making some kind of one-handed playstyle for them or oh like if you have a great sword in your first hand then you have the first three skills of the great sword skill yeah and like maybe you... they do something like that where um certain classes or across the board you could i mean yeah like dual wield great swords or um you know use an offhand with one or have a staff and a focus or have a i think that could also be something kind of interesting um if they aren't just looking at adding new stuff i think that could possibly let them play with what they already have but then perhaps give some other options for it that would be bad i'm going to uh i this conversation i feel like we can have a podcast on its own and we may just do that um because i realize we have like an hour and 15 minutes left um and we've talked about this for about half an hour so we are going to move our shifty on we're going to have the voice coming back i, I the voice the voice check 
is coming back. Um, and we're going to go on to the next question. Um, and then we're going to kind of speed run a bit of this. Uh, but we'll see. We're doing it in true Lightbringers fashion. <laughs> it's going to take seven hours to go through one thing. Question. How does the What Lies Beneath quarterly release differ from future expansions quarterly releases? Beginning with the fourth expansion, there will be new content updates every three to four months following an expansion release. For context, there was no new Guild Wars 2 End of Dragon story content released between February 2022 and February 2023, largely because the team worked on the expansion up until its release, delaying new content development until a month or two later. Comparatively, the fourth expansion hasn't even been officially revealed yet, and we're already making headway on its quarterly release content. This is one of the biggest reasons we're excited about this transition. Additionally, as we laid out earlier in this blog, the fourth expansion's quarterly releases will be augmented by other types of content and feature updates that aren't included in the Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons quarterly releases. I think that's just kind of, we know that stuff really. I, mean, I don't know how many, how much we need to talk about this. Is there any points that anything, anyone really wants to bring up? I mean, I know there's, I know there's big information there, but like, you know, they're already talking about the quarterly releases that are continuing on. I thought I just had there though, was that because there is so much distance or time between releases of Living World in the past, we've been able to give feedback on story, right? If they're pumping out so much story and like content like this, how long is but, it going to take for them to kind of action things that maybe we aren't or are? I don't know if they're really pumping. It's, it's, there's still three or four months in between each episode. Yeah, but if you think about like, I mean, well, ep you're saying episode. Oh, you're saying that they're, they've done it so far in advance. Yeah, well, they're going to be doing, they're doing like, I mean, I know they are doing it theoretically still. There's going to be still the but, same amount of stuff coming out, but theoretically they're working on expansions and an expansion is different to an episode versus living world, right? So a living yeah. world season would be over a year, whereas an expansion now... I guess maybe you just think of it as an expansion in terms of a living world, maybe. I guess, I guess maybe it's a dead and arrival question. But, like, just thinking about it, like, does it, <laughs> does it impact? I mean, it's a thought, isn't it? Like, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure. My, my takeaway from, from this section is that it's a false dichotomy. Okay. It is, it's, they're like, well, look at this episode that's a transitional episode that's kind of like, given players not a lot of things and hardly any story mm. and we're going to do amazing things with the next i mean come on if you want to compare what what um that the, the content that you're going to be delivering and you're saying that it's going to be more and it's going to be better and we're going to be happy then let's look at something that's really successful like path of fire with season four which was a great content cadence fantastic expansion mm. extraordinary features like a whole kit and caboodle. It's an extraordinary, looking back at it, it's an extraordinary amount of work. And they did that over 19 months and 13 days from the start of, of Path of Fire to the last episode of season four of That Living World. So mm. that's two 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 years of expansions, right? And one's going to be f uh, a full expansion in this new cadence and the other one's going to be halfway through its patch cycle. So mm. don't, don't I, point yeah. to the, this limp dog weeping <laughs> in the corner and pretend that it's some sort of Herculean creation. Uh, that's, that's disingenuous, so, man. I don't know about mm. disingenuousness in this. I, I think it, this paragraph, uh, it, it dawned on me later on uh, when we were reading through it that 
it, the question was, how does it differ, right? Mm. That's the question is trying to answer. And then the answer is, it doesn't tell you. It, it yeah. doesn't... It doesn't tell you at all. It never answers the question. All it does is say, all it does is say, how, uh, how the production differs. But then at the same time, it doesn't actually tell you how the production of these two uh, tying-in episodes were done, at all. Yeah. It, do it doesn't tell you anything, really. Yeah. Um, it's truly transitional content. If they if they try and frame it as anything else, that's that's. Well, that's what it is. I, I mean, the, the question that's what and the answer is. are not congruent. I think the question yeah. could have been better written as, "How does End of Dragons differ from Expansion 4's release cadence?" Yeah. Because the question better. is all about the expansion itself. The question sets up the precedent that you're going to be answering how the uh, quarterly patches are going to differ from the one that we just received. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this feels the question oh, and the answer. The the answer in and of itself, I enjoy just like to reinforce what they've already kind of said but the question just it's just well they kind of answer this answer later was. as well honestly but like they they just didn't put the they almost just didn't put the right answer in there <laughs> honestly I mean, it was just like well, kind of it's a total well. discrepancy because i get i if you're totally right i think everybody's right in this because the question feels like what they actually wanted to write if if we're just looking at the question it looks like what they wanted to write is what lies beneath seemed like a relatively short release. Is this already what we can expect from, are we already looking at development mentality of, you know, yeah, what an expansion episode will be? Because there have been a lot of discussions about that in the community. Is what lies beneath something that you can use to foreshadow the length, depth, and breadth of yeah. an episodic release in the expansion? That feels like what they were trying to get at, but because they don't want to frame it in a way that sounds negative about the studio, they just straight up could not frame answer it. The, they didn't way. answer the question. And so they just wrote a thing like, well, how is what lies beneath going to be different from our new expansion? When in reality, if you couldn't actually approach that question in the direct way you wanted, then you shouldn't have included it at all. And I think they yeah. should have phrased it instead, like Kruf was saying. What can we expect from, like, exactly. how do previous living seasons compare to what we're going to be expecting from these quarterly releases. Mm -hmm. I think that would have been a much better way to frame it because as it is, it feels like, yes, they didn't really answer the question that they posed and they weren't able to address even the thing that maybe what they were trying to get at with it. Yeah. Um, if they had just phrased that question and then said, what we have right now is not indicative of the expansions because we are not in the new expansion cycle yet. So to give you more information about what you can really expect from the expansion cycles, and then you could bring in something like exactly like you said, Fornax, like Living Season 4 was a great time for the game. And we saw, you know, large patches that had a lot of features and content. We want to even take this a step above with something like an expansion release where you're going to see things like this, 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 the new maps, expansion, you know, but we're going beyond that because this will be not us having to divide our resources but us fully dedicated at any given time and working ahead hmm. on what's to come so you'll get the additional stuff you'll get features that you write that down write that down yeah like but as it is they just There's kind recording. of phrased a question that they set themselves up to fail and couldn't actually address in a way it seems like so i also not yeah. sure if like yeah. any yeah. check that out was... my video for that exact comparison did they even need today. to I, I don't even know if they needed to Ask that question in the first place. But, uh, but 
aside from the the discrepancy between the question and the answer, I want to focus a little bit on the answer because I think this is relatively positive in terms yeah. of it like does a give a feeling information mm-hmm. of that we should be expecting the expansion this year. That seemed to be something up in the air, but the Ooh. the, the information uh... the information of them saying that we are already at work with the quarterly quarterly releases at least gives me more hope than previously that we'll be seeing the expansion sometime later this year. I didn't get that from mm. this paragraph. I think I might have gotten that feeling Somewhere from a different else, yeah. one. But no, this no. paragraph didn't give me that feeling. They said the fourth extension hasn't been officially revealed yet, yet we're already making headway on the quarterly release content. Yeah, but like development <laughs> yeah, but development time, like, you know, ESO, yeah, like... like I, know, I know, in terms of like, what, what does that people. mean? Like, they started writing down sentences. Like, so what, so what still? The, yeah, this whole paragraph, what it got, got to me was, okay, so the question was asked, it wasn't answered, but what they tried to do in the answer was give you the feeling that they've been working on this expansion very hard for a long time without saying that they didn't work hard for a long time on these two other episodes. Well, yeah, they Um, just don't want your expectations. But but it sounded like they were trying to express that. And I feel like most people got that feeling from it. So in that way, it was successful. (laughs) But... (laughs) But still, yeah, I agree. I don't think it should have been included. I just, I just. This, this is why they didn't do the Twitch. I think this is why. They didn't <laughs> well, because they. <laughs> this is also mm. just so weird to me because mm-hmm. it really strangely doesn't acknowledge the work they did on Living Season One. Like this, this True. frame, like this framing of there was no story content for End of Dragons from February 2022 until 2023, a whole year. It sets this very weird vibe, like we just didn't do anything then. <laughs> that's, not, that's not at all true. Yeah, we did season, season one. Yeah, like season one was a great success and it needed to be added. And I do think they did overall a very good job of adding it. <laughs> now, of course, when we're actually just looking at the story, which, Deborah, I think maybe your question earlier was kind of getting at the idea of like, in previous living seasons, and maybe again, just let me know if this is the incorrect impression, but I think maybe what you were getting at is like in previous living seasons, if a piece of story comes out, the player base has a chance to respond to it, yes. give thoughts and feedback, and then perhaps the actual course direction, tone, etc. of the narrative is almost formed by that feedback as they go through because they were working on it much more like in the moment. It feels I like think they were, my, yeah. Yeah, like I think my feeling on this... <laughs> screw what the players think about the story just write the story and then put it out Mm. and then like i'm not concerned about this in that way because when we get an expansion you get the expansion you know you get all that story they plan it out and to have a coherent narrative arc to have a throughput of ideas i genuinely feel like in the past that's why our living seasons have sometimes been incredibly disjointed not Mm. only the irregularity of the work environment and a relatively small team being divided or having to focus on something like one massive release that then leaves much less right but also perhaps some of the fact that yes they didn't have as much time to larger scale scope plan set up narrative beats payoff evolution full arcs so you know they're kind of going okay where were we with the narrative and what did we already establish and i'm sure they already had thoughts of what was coming but how that pans out in a larger balanced story in foreshadowing and character development and narrative beats and everything, I actually think will be much more strongly supported in this kind of format. If they're able to work ahead, if they're able to make sure that the whole arc is being realized 
by the full force of the team. I think it'll be more consistent, and um, I, I think that will be a good thing overall. Yeah. And I think that okay. I think that what this finally gets across to me this this paragraph is it makes me ask myself the question when did they decide to move on to um the yearly expansions after end of dragons because that decision is definitely what made what we've had in between become the in between you know what i mean um so when the decision was made to go to nearly expansion, let's say it happened before End of Dragons released, which is, I think, what this paragraph is trying to say. Then that means that maybe less resources were dedicated to working on things on End of Dragons, uh, fleshing it out, all the pr uh, things coming after it, Living World. Living World was done. But, so, yeah, it was. When did Grouch and Colin come back? Question. Last year. How long did it take them to implement the change that they thought was needed? This. Well, no, this is the, the change. This yeah. is the change that they're implementing. Yeah, exactly. Theirs wasn't yeah, End exactly. of Dragons. Yeah. At all. Yeah, so I mean, I, that I it, it's just kind that. of the explanation, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Definitely. And I'm not saying it's about. I, I think that I think this this shorter, more focused content delivery could be wildly successful. Oh, it's much better. Uh, I, I think it, and uh, I mean, I've been playing this franchise since 2005. Mm -hmm. I I am so happy that we're going to get consistent content. I love, I and I love that they've employed new people and that they're going to look back at the older games. Sorry, I'm like spoilers for the rest of the episode, but it, it, I, I'm super happy. I just think that they're they're kind of they're being really coy about some of this stuff, and I don't know whether they're just like gearing up and they've got like. They've got all their, their their ducks in a row and they're wanting to do like a big flourish reveal or something like that with all this and a bit of fanfare. And I don't blame them for that. I mean, they've worked incredibly hard. They never, ever, ever seem to get the, the kind of the critical acclaim that they deserve, at least, you know, with, with, the, with the big boys in the industry. Well, remember, you've and got game, when they're, they're all just like stealing like... their content like blind. Not that. I'm, I'm okay with that as a player, you know what I mean? But it, they, they don't get the credit for the for the innovations that they've made. Mm. So I just think they're being a bit coy, which I think really does explain why we haven't got a Twitch stream. Because they're saying a lot of... There's a lot of words in this post for not a lot of things actually said. They've reiterated a few things, and they're talking about the things that they've done and pointing out all the work that they've done, which is a huge amount kind of behind the scenes and tinkering. And I think a lot of players just haven't noticed them, mm. notice this stuff. But yeah, I think, I think, I think they're gearing up for something big. Yeah, but if you read between the lines, I think it's all very exciting because it means that the next expansion is going to be the Wizard Tower. If it is, then I will cry. Maybe. I, I, yeah. need, Maybe. I need that to be a thing. I need it. I need it. Boots. Will it into <laughs> existence because I'm there. Um, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep pumping through because we got it. Um, <laughs> it's good. Pump it, baby. Yeah, I I've will. Through. Um, we're going hard into spring summer. <laughs> Sorry. <Nope. laughs> pumping hard. Wow. Spring. Hey, pretty much everyone has. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, let's not go limp into spring and summer. Let's go hard. Um, good old Guild Wars 2 Spring 2023. I don't know why Rookery's face is just you're just 
He's 12. Uh, <laughs> Damn, I can call him ugly. I'm the problem. <laughs> I'm disgusting. Oh, this and is I'm my channel. My I'm like this all the time. Like, you know, I, every, this <laughs> goes on to my YouTube. Like, everyone understands and expects this from me. <laughs> like, you know, I don't expect it from anyone else. Uh, maybe Fornax. Um, actually, definite group. <laughs> what? And Rookery is like a side of, but very under the table. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's dodgy. Springs uh, on a roadmap. Yeah, I do Indeed. that stuff under the um, table. Let's keep going. See, this is the thing. End of Dragons update, quarterly <laughs> update, um, what lies within Fractal Dungeon and Challenge Mode. Then we've got Festivals, which is the Dragon Bash Festival, so probably not much new stuff. And then we've got Gameplay Systems, which is Skills and Balance updates, like a bigger one. And then we've got Visuals, Effect Filtering, which is huge. And also World v World Rewards update. Um... Do you think with this Dragon Bash Festival, we will have a more somber note about the passing of uh, certain dragons? No, no one cares. Absolutely uh, not. <laughs> so, I mean, what? That'd be okay. so. And that'd be the antithesis of the festival. I care. Okay. Well, then you can right. show your care and you show your love by bashing some pinatas and some dragon Halloween. <laughs> you bash dragons. You don't care about them. But you know, that's the idea. Like, it's not called bash and then care about they them. They smash the SpongeBob pinata. That's true. So. Exactly, Grove. Exactly. It's a fun true. thing. They're just going to add like many more versions of like you know other dragons. They deserve it. Um. Okay. Let's listen to the. I reckon we should listen to the audio. We can, maybe we first. Can probably skip the profession balance update. Cause that just, yeah, happened. we probably could. Cause yeah, yeah, we've we've already done that. Oh, that there's the audio. But let me just play the audio so it's so because otherwise I'm gonna have to find it anyway. So I'm gonna play mm. it, but we can do, we won't we won't discuss it. Spring summer roadmap updates. Here's a more detailed look at what's to come over the next two months. May second, profession balance update. Tomorrow's update will include profession balance changes aimed at addressing outstanding balance issues and bringing up some underperforming elite specializations, like Reaper. We're keeping this update on the lighter side, with just over 100 changes in total, so the team can focus on delivering a larger balance update on June 27th, more on that later in the blog. If you missed the balance update preview that was posted on April 21st, you can check it out on the official Guild Wars 2 forums. Not huge, but huge for Reaper, apparently. But, like, Reaper's just going off the wall in PvE, apparently. I don't know. That's what I've heard a little bit about. But that's good, because Reaper was one of those specs which wasn't used that much, because you are kind of limited to the things you can do. That's cool. Um, other than that, we're going to skip through. Is there anything notable that people really... I know that, like, people... There's some really, probably really big, important things in there, but I just... There's a lot to go through, and we've got now. <laughs> but is no. there anything anyone wanted to mention specifically from it? I'm good. Play button. A oh boy, sorry? Play. You want to hit the play button? Play button. Okay. May 23rd, <laughs> new End of Dragons content, What Lies Within. The next update for Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons arrives on May 23rd, concluding the story that began earlier this year in What Lies Beneath. Together with your allies, you'll tackle new story chapters and a new capstone encounter for the Gaiala Delve meta event that will have your squad breaking through an old tunnel to the surface to put an end to the Demons of the Depths. Once the danger has been cleared out of Gaiala Delve, the map will enter a more peaceful state fit for exploring. Several new adventures will become available, including our first cooperative adventure featuring the Siege Turtle. Earlier, Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons maps will share in the updates, 
with the new Siege Turtle, Jadebot, and Skiff adventures. You'll also start running into Oni in the Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons maps, stalking from the shadows to strike unsuspecting adventurers. Alongside the new content, we've got a plethora of new rewards to pursue, in addition to a bevy of treasure chests and achievements awaiting your triumph in Gaiala Delve, new collections will put you on the road to unlocking a new set of armor skins for braving Canthas' dangers, and there will be new weapon skins and unique weapons to earn as well. This release will be the last story update in Guild Wars 2 End of Dragon's release cycle. Keep an eye out for hints towards the future, and look forward to the upcoming Fractal where you can peer further into the shadows under the Jade Sea. I have a big question. First question. Send it. I'm ready. Because this is, and yeah, this is huge. Are we done in Camphor then? No. No? I think so. Uh-uh. But like, I mean, that's the end of the dragon, you know, the end of dragons well, the thing. End of the end of dragons expansion, yeah. I but, mean, there's that question there. With an expansion, they the always story, go to a new region. The end of dragon story is about the dragons. Yeah. yeah. It's I, like I in do region not think specific. we're leaving Cantha. No? Especially... With contextual evidence. Ooh, my English degree is coming in handy. Uh, they say, if I can find it, that Oni will start to pop up in the core maps. So that Ooh. immediately leads me to think that whatever we're doing in the next update is going to unleash something into Cantha that we have to deal with. Because, like, why would we unleash something and be like, okay, bye? Like, it's <laughs> so rude. That's so interesting because I, mm. when I initially read it, had interpreted it as, like... Oni will begin popping up and will be permanently on those maps no matter where you are in the story as like a foreshadowing tool of what you would get playing through End of Dragons eventually getting to the Jade Sea. But I think huh. what you're saying is absolutely the correct way. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I, I think I was just like, oh, maybe there'll be some new achievements or something and it'll be attached to the Oni that'll be on the maps and that'll be like a foreshadowing of the demon stuff as you play through End of Dragons. But I, I do agree. I think that this has to be leading into that. And it would make sense to me to use this region of the world as the starting point of what's happening with the story coming up, even if this is the epilogue or the sort of capstone on End of Dragons itself. Yeah. And even though these two episodes before the next expansion don't directly deal with dragons, they are still de dealing with the end of dragon story in that it they're you're, the commander is dealing with the aftermath of everything he's gone through, et cetera, et cetera. Or he, they are. He's resolving his, in, now it's, you know, what lies within. So they're linking the, they're linking it all now. That's interesting. I'm, I'm really, I did like the last episode, actually. It was one of my favorites. I don't know why. It was just, it was, I think it was just the mental health stuff. I was just like, psychology of it and really i love those bits when they really go into the character and they start to bring yeah. back the past and they flesh that out more and how you feel because you go through Story so wise. much in all of these you know if you think about world of warcraft and where all these games you go through 20 years of all this questing and loss and you never literally go like you it's just not doable like it's just not doable you'd be the bad guy you would be the bad guy if you didn't do any kind of processing you would have I, to do some kind of process and I, that's why i love it because it does give the, you that element that depth that i think i enjoy in a story it's like you know the last of us for example you know the amount of i, I mean i've only played the first one but there's so much depth to those characters there's so many themes of like mental health and past and how that affects you as a person, how you went through change and how it affected your life and how you move forward. That kind of thing really grips people. And I think we've been, I think we've missed that in Guild Wars 2. That, there's more the soul, oh, if that dear. makes sense. Huh? 
<laughs> Play 14. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That, it's I mean, not an it MMO. It's a psychology book wrapped up in an MMO. Is I'm, what it is. I'm on. That's what 14 is. I'm just dying this first adventure. Yeah. If we're talking um, about Guild Wars 2, though, I do appreciate. I really do appreciate the cheekiness uh, of every time. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that Onis are coming into the world because of this. By the way, because I very much appreciate the, um, the cheekiness of. Every time you deal with demons in the world, it's essentially talking about like inner demons every single time. Metaphors. And it's both metaphorical and very real because the the demons feed on emotions and and insecurities and et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, it's it's a little ham fisted, but in a good way, I think. I think it's <laughs> I like yeah. that tie-in, too, not just for the commander, because, Jebro, I agree that what we did get from the story from the last portion, I think, was really interesting. It's a fantastic concept. Um, you know, it was very short. We talked about this. We covered it, yeah, right? The but problem. the actual premise, the actual things that we saw, I do think were really phenomenal. And when you think about, like, what could be the greatest threat to a world that has suffered for 10 years, and then you think, just like you said, Boots, well, what if enemies that fed off of suffering got unleashed <laughs> into it. What if sense. all these people... We in tonight, boys. Yeah, like, yeah. families died and whose, you know, homelands got destroyed and all this Absolutely. stuff. What if these people who are literally battling the fallout and demons and the mental health aspect of that, the emotional aspect of that, the less obvious scars that are the fallout of something like this, conflict, pain... God's buggering off. <laughs> you know? yeah, like, what I mean, if that... enemies entered the world that really were the greatest threats to that and mm. that fed off of that and amplified it? I love that yeah. idea. I think it's fantastic. And I also really oh. love the the play with words between these two episodes, yeah. what lies beneath and what lies within. I think that's just such a great little parallel. Mm -hmm. And I am really looking forward to seeing how they kind of build this out because I think there's some great material for setup in it. And yeah, it doesn't feel mm -hmm. like this is the kind of setup where they're going to be like, and then there's demons and they're done. And now we like, I now we have that's an expansion that's case. completely yeah. removed from all of this. They could go that way, but I feel like- That would like be a it, shame. <sighs> It would either give us a really great, totally fresh start, or it would feel so disjointed. So I get more of a sense that mm -hmm. what comes next is going to grow out, especially with this new year-to-year -year format. It's going to grow out of where we've already been and still be something new, but um, I don't think we're going to be, like, yeeted into space, maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. Hey, don't, I don't know. break Boots' <laughs> dreams. <laughs> I mean, God, Lord. <laughs> we're, we're here about what talking about this. Oh, Rook Spaz said they don't think we're going to space. Not yet. Probably not yeah, yet. You don't think those yet. are space <laughs> constructs? They're not space constructs? Maybe. They could be aliens! They could be ancient aliens! Yeah, it, uh, one of the paragraphs says something about uh, our, we're, I'm looking forward to explore a new part of Tyria. And that, that made me a little hesitant about space in the mists. Unless! Well, let me ask you, Boots. Was this the part where you th were like, oh, expansion this year, when they said that this will be the final release for End of Dragon? I, I wasn't, I, I don't think I thought expansion I this year. Someone else... Not even that! No, I someone else told it to me. Someone else told it to me, and I'm still not uh, on board yet. This is gonna be the last This is where I felt. Yeah, that's where I this is where I felt it was gonna be 
Like, because if they don't, you've got you've got to think about it. If it's the last one for Ender Dragon, there's no story till next year. Like, you know, and they just said like two or three paragraphs above that we're not doing that. Like, you know, they would just literally be going against their own word in their own blog post in the same. If we consider expansions to be one year long, and the next expansion is going to be one year after that, yeah, right. Um, what would be the best possible time? to release a game considering that you're going to be releasing the game every year after that at the same time probably around October, gamescom November. yeah gamescom slash pax west in between you can shout the fuck off damn it i mean that's how I know, I'm talking about water systems aka a dam but i don't yes. think you used it in that sense <laughs> no i said the wow. f-bomb it, do you remember when heart forms came out they came out with, yeah. but actually that came um, out of pax east Incorrect. Oh, I loved the date and that the whole so timing of Heart of Thorns. That was good. When did it come out? It came out, when was it? It was like October yeah. or November. Oh, no, Paxis, mm-hmm. Yeah, Paxis was yeah. the ad promo for it. Right. Okay, so they could still do that. They could coincide They it. could still do that. So they can't do, I don't think they should do late November if they're doing November time, because mm-hmm. keep in mind that they need to go on vacation in January <laughs> or in, uh, in the end of December, January. So you want to be able to leave a little, like a good month before I think they October. go on vacation to fix problems with As it, as it gets, starts to get a bit colder, October would be beautiful. Like, just do it. PAX West, show us all the features, do the a big announcement thing, invite all the partners. <laughs> I'm here. Already. All of them? <laughs> Everyone. Um, and then, yeah, just do a big show off of it, have a flashy thing, get us on stage talking, doing that stuff, you know. It'd be fun. I think it'd be wicked. They've got a real opportunity to do this. The f- the problem is, is as well, like, I thought it was going to be next year as long as the story was going to go for the end of the year. The story's mm. ending, like, soon. Like, it's not even the first, like, it's second quarter, and it's, like, midway through second quarter. It's ending this month. Yes. Yeah, it's this and month. I, <laughs> I agree. I think it's going to be this year, because otherwise yeah. there's just this huge void of content. And mm. while that is certainly an option... It is not one that I think that they should take for the life of their game. And I don't, I don't, I truly don't believe this team with the people in charge of it, them hiring more people than ever. I do not think this is the team that would do that to us. I have felt them methodically continue to build this trust. I have felt them with End of Dragons come out and say that they are really (laughs) going to make good on the things that they are saying. And really genuinely, I think we have seen that pay off in so many ways whatever Mm. anybody thought about just this last episode right whatever anybody thought about that really truly i see the exact same thing with the last episode as i saw with the last episodes of iceberg saga and why was that because they were working on and had an imminent expansion Mm -hmm. so for me it's something where I do think we're going to see it this year. I think we're going to see the start of it this year. And I think a lot of the groundwork that they were laying and the people they've been bringing in and everything else is going to pave that. Now, of course, I think there is something to say about the fact that, Jeb, I agree with you. PAX, if they're going to do it this year and if they want it to be a big thing, like, they got to go. And PAX would be an opportunity for a huge event. If they did something even of the scale that they did for Icebird Saga, like, but for an actual expansion and had you know big events and stuff i think that's going to give good impact for them as Mm. it is they're already behind the curve on this because if you look at when other studios start doing their prep and hype for 
advertising, all this kind of stuff, oh, generating God. that kind of free interest, <laughs> those pre-sales. Yeah. Like, to literally mm -hmm. just announce the X-Pack and do it right before you release in October, I mean, it's not... It's giving Path it's of Fire not, marketing. It's a Path of the Fire <laughs> marketing vibes, yeah. But, I mean, I think that if they do decide to just, like, do a big, huge thing and be like, here's a new expansion, there is a chance that if they do it really well, it can be something that would reignite, like, oh my gosh, they switched to this new format, but now they are literally giving us an expansion, like, right in our laps the year that we heard about this new Switch. I think that could be them proving the concept and that, like, hey, we can really do this. Um, of course, there's a lot of ifs with that, but I am excited for this new format. I do think it will be great. Um, yes, I just hope that their marketing catches up here because we're still being coy, but if it comes out October this year, that is just a handful of months away, you know? It's a lot to do, mm. but they're going to have to do that more often, right? Because, like, you know, if you think about ES, so ESO has a... They do do that yearly chapter, which is just an expansion. But they do every January. They do the release, the big release thing. So they were in Vegas uh, in January. So you know, Guild Wars Two could do something similar. Like they go to a different place, they have an event. Like this is a yearly thing. They've got more. They're earning more. They're doing great. Maybe there's some something in their budget that'd be cool. But like, they're gonna. It's such an odd time of year to start a whole journey. It's like oh. September October. I guess it doesn't really matter. But it's a really good time of the year. That's when like going into Christmas, like, you know, there's like Simon, people have got holidays, you can play the game. The only thing I'm thinking of is now as well, is like the expectations of how big an expansion is even gonna be. But that's just I feel like that's out of the scope of where we are right now, so I'm probably just gonna shift us on. Um but like, you know, in terms of maps and everything else, and what you said, Rook, was very true getting some vibes of like ice bruce saga and end of dragons like cycle story cycle ending like i hope this next episode is given justice i really do like it's so important to end that well so that we're not just like Ugh! <laughs> oh no not again <laughs> like you know how if you I don't change admit, directions again, my expectations please. for the next update are not high oh god damn it crew in terms of, <laughs> out, of no considering everything that we are presumably going to be getting this year i i think yeah. it'll be on par with what we received and i just want to you know put that out there just in case because you know maybe people going in had very high expectations um, and sometimes true. high expectations can feel even worse of a sting than what you actually get. Oof, um, crew so. selling pessimism now. That's it's not pessimism, it's a sense it of realism. Pessimism. It's a sense of realism <laughs> considering the time frame of everything. Oh, I would agree with that. I would say don't put don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? Don't put so many hopes on this that there's no choice but for all those eggs to break. Like, like keep it, keep it, keep it, you know within reasonable yeah. parameters oh. but but do also balance that statement i will say that i like a lot of things that they actually say about this release you know Agreed. i love that they are talking about the culmination of that meta event i like that we're going from the tunnels up to the surface because the entire yeah. time that i was on the map i was like but i want to see what's on top and i was really <laughs> curious about that so i think that's sure. a really interesting kind of idea i also Love boots. I can't believe you weren't yelling about this first. New yeah. adventures, boots. 
he there was a lot to say i think Jackson i forgot so many that, things so. have once. you ever felt stifled by conversations for you to not button about space because Jack's and adventures voice was so whenever wonderful. the opportunity he, arises he was mesmerized by he my was. husband it's all right yeah. yeah. it was days um, yeah adventures i'm looking forward to them uh, sh- uh yeah <laughs> yeah, the uh, the boat adventures. What else was there? There's the the turtle J-Bots. adventure. The duos. The duo first J-Bots. ever co-op adventure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, the we, we did a co-op adventure before. We did the uh, the boat skiff adventure. Skiff. No, but we're gonna do that again. Boots, get us on your YouTube channel. I need some. I need some more subs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. Yeah, I need to get ahead of you. That's the only adventure that I'm ahead of you in. Yeah. <laughs> I, every single um, time I was doing beetle racing the other day, I was like, I've got to beat boots. And I was like, there's no way I'm beating boots. <laughs> like 20 <laughs> seconds ahead of it. I'm like, how do people do this? I just yeah, want I'm the actually not scarf. that good. At, I, like, I'm decent. I'm above average in beetle racing. But there are like tricks you could do while beetle racing, racing that I haven't been able to figure out how to pop properly do yet. Like, and you uh, weren't even uh, using like them? Super <laughs> slides, boost slides, and stuff. I can't, I can't. Oh, I like those. You're making yeah, me more sad. Tough. I wanted to yeah. try and do one of them. Mario Kart Wii. It is so good. <laughs> but I, 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 I can't this. even do the Griffin races. I can't, I can't figure really out They're really hard. You're fine. They're so good. hard. Um, I really love this concept, though. I love, for so long, people have said, I wish on various maps there was a state of the map that, like, wasn't the meta or that gave me time to kind of, like, look around or explore or just get the things that I need. So while we do have in maps various states of being, typically when you finish it, you know, you, you're on that timer 10 minutes or whatever, and then you got to get off that map. So it's not as though that like state or turnover of the map allows you time to do things like this, where you're just kind of going around and you're vibing, especially on a map that has this nasty stink all over it. So that, like, you have some time to explore it without feeling as though, That'd like, nice. oh my gosh, I have to go get the filters again. Oh, I gotta go get the filters. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think true. that Please having remove that... that next. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like the idea of it because they even talk about here, uh, like, a plethora of achievements and other things affiliated with the maps. So in that sense, I like the kind of gimmick of presenting new things and new challenges that for those who are achievement driven, right, there are new parameters and ways that you're going to have to kind of figure out, like the make sure your filters don't run out to get the thing before, you know, over the course of the mm-hmm. whole event. Like, I think it's an interesting idea, but I think it's even better having a state of the map where you don't have to deal with that and you can explore mm-hmm. and um, they can maybe work in some more lore. We can get some of the... Um, uh, Oh my gosh, my brain just like shorted for a second. Luxon, some of the Luxon lore. No, Kurzik mm. lore that we hadn't gotten yet. Okay. Oh, I forgot Either. too. Luxon, Luxon for the Jade Sea. Oh, Luxon and the Jade, yeah. Luxon and the Jade Sea. Maybe there'll be some more of that that we can even kind of glean. And I'm happy that there's adventures. Because I can we circle back to adventures? Yeah. I would like to talk about adventures just yes, a little yes, bit. Yes, Okay, so I am excited for these adventures. I will say though, hey. Skiff and Turtle, um, you know, as you know, I was doing this adventure series, and I'm trying to get high on the uh, on the, um, the leaderboard for all of them. Now I'm going to have to depend on another person to do to perform well with me on my turtle in order yeah. to do. Yeah, I, it's going to be fun, but it's going to be annoying. Oh, we're finding sure out some my... things about boots. I'm not going to get Jebo's can... not going to be my partner in this. I know it's that for okay. sure. What? Uh, I need somebody on top of things. Okay. What are you talking I mean, about? It, I'm like a legendary player. 
I've got yeah, the reactions of a small, small, small apparently. Our parent, yeah, uh, suckers. Boots wow. trusts me the most. You know what, Rook? <laughs> Let's fight. Meet me in the heart of the mists. Let's go. It's okay. You know, it's all right. Me and, and Fornax are just going to team I, up as the Brits. And as we're the controller kiss, of, the, of the turtle, would I be in the front seat or the back seat? Because remember on the skips, you guys were all in front of me and you got higher on the leaderboard because of it. And I won't be having that anymore. So... <laughs> It's a duo adventure. It's a duo one. And strongly worded uh, email to some developers, if that ever is the situation. But I hope and I think that they probably account for that. Yeah, you but know, isn't it? Isn't it? If it's a du the first duo adventure, <laughs> isn't it a duo score? Technically, why do I keep doing that? Probably. Oh, I don't know. This is just <laughs> entertainingly revealing of your character, and I'm just here for. Wait, a boost's character or oh, mine? I get, I get hyper competitive about the stupidest thing sometimes. I love it so much. I love seeing what everybody's like sweaty palms try hard thing is because everybody yeah. has something. And I Someone's love it. calling me adventures. from Reno, Nevada. Should I answer it? Yeah, you should. It seems like that yeah, would be yeah, a yeah. friend. You also should have had the audio out so we can like hear yeah, the one they talk. Although right? actually they may, they may say something about Oh, I think you have the wrong number. Oh, there you go. That's your response. Tend to f off. A bike. Put them on, Mike. Put them on air. No. Can I sell my bike? Ask them what they think about elite specialization. Oh, is it is it free cycle or something? What the? The person was like, "Do you have any property for?" They were like, "Can I speak with Serena?" And I was like, "Oh, I think you have the wrong number." And they were like, "Well, are you interested in selling your property?" And I was like, "I have a bike." <laughs> oh my god! Like, like, it's oh, a okay. cold call cool from a like, realtor. Can I sell my bike? Wow! And I said, "No, thank you." <laughs> That's an interesting way of doing it. Wow! Okay, that, I love that. Oh, you should have gone through it. But I'm super into the idea of co-op adventures, and I do hope that they have yeah. a shared score because we talked about right guild missions. We've talked mm. about guild missions in the past. God. And the thing is, is that if they really are not going to develop these, which it does not seem like they are. I mean, we have not heard anything and it's been many years. And at this point, I'm just going to write them off. I think that you can- <gasps> No, don't do it. No, I'm chat. Sure. We need I'm energy done. for guild I'm missions. Done. I need it in the chat. We got it. I'm, I still believe. Me. Look at Fornax's I... face. How can you do that? I mean, How okay, can look, you do that? I do think- <laughs> I do think that the new expansion format, let me say this, could offer them the chance to do something like a year of, of guild spirit stuff, right? Tie the guilds into the story somehow again, add new features and things for the guilds. I think there is something that they could do with that 110%, but I'm going to put that aside because we don't know about that and there's nothing about that. What I will say is that something that I think is fun about a lot of those little gimmicky games that you can do together is that they are just something fun that you can kind of go in and work towards with a group of people in a just silly kind of YOLO setting. And I think having little cooperative adventures like this is a fun thing that I can see like a couple friends running around a map together just being like, oh yeah, let's try it. I don't know, you got no. a siege turtle? I'm worried about the sea turtle. The skiff will be okay. <laughs> They'll be like, it. no, yeah, I don't, because I haven't the done the end of it. You need another person. And 
Who oh, will I actually funny. get? Me, you said me. I know, but like, would no, you, would you stick around shooting the gunner position for like five hours straight trying to get a high Oh, score? you have to hang out with Boots for five hours. We're all just crawling. <laughs> We're just like fighting at the chance <laughs> to get a feature on one of your adventure videos. Fornax is like, no. Out, <laughs> no. What if you pit Kroof and I against one another? Oh. And you see, go one by one, like back yeah, and forth. Which is the I mean, duo. our, our first-person shooter history. We might have to really see who has the best, most reactive aim. Rook. I don't know. <laughs> I like how me and Fornax are just immediately totally deleted out of this conversation. It's just like <laughs> Boots is like just going to pick between Crew and, and Rook. Yeah, it's fine. All right. <laughs> we have. I just invite you all onto my podcast. You just go and make Fornax content together. Put up a no one cares about on me. No one cares about Jebra. He doesn't say fuck no because I can't fit it on the screen. That's that's true. God. I'm washing my dog that day. Something. Insert no. Yeah, I'm washing my hair. <laughs> <laughs> that beard does take a lot of care. Which beard? Anyway, let's go to the next Moving bit. Moving there... swiftly onward, I can outrun a centaur. Okay, I believe we all got that, right? <laughs> we all got that. Don't I look at me like I'm insane. No, Don't fine. look at me like I'm insane. I just wanted to go my quiet because it was funny. <laughs> my brain stopped because I was trying to think if there was anything else about this section that I wanted to talk about. And there was one, <laughs> one There thing. is. There loads. was one thing. <laughs> the problem. Um, which is that I think one of the biggest complaints about Gyala Delft so far have been the rewards. Of course, I think... There were more to the rewards than people guessed at first, given the fishing spots at the end, given, you know, other ways that you can get a lot of stuff out of that map. Um, of course, is it as profitable as something like Drizzlewood was and is? Like, as far as I know, although I haven't crunched all of the numbers, no. Um, but they did mention here a plethora of rewards, which I feel was them sidelong acknowledging the feedback about the first portion of the map. So I'm, I'm hoping that does pan out and I feel good about that. They talk about, you know, all kinds of the new armor skins. They talk about new weapons, unique weapons, a bevy of treasure chests and achievements. So I am really like, Fingers crossed, I feel good about that, and um, I think that might bring it together in a way that's going to be overall much more um, yeah. perhaps worthwhile a time investment. Although, I personally have still been running it, and I enjoy it. So, you know, um, but I know some yeah. people had n not as positive feelings, so. Capstone boss, I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't some sort of infusion that people would want to get. Mm. Well, mm, can, maybe. Can we take a second to talk about capstone bosses? No. We have uh, half an hour to get through, like so, so much fine, stuff. Fine, fine, is there fine, is there a fine, brief fine. question? But no, or you go that you, you go for yeah. next. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think? Like, and then we're gonna Definitely. we're gonna okay. cap, we're gonna question, put a cap on to the this. Group. Darlings, pay attention, right? So, yeah. do you think that there's been a single capstone boss, maybe other than Suwon, that's actually like been a capstone been boss? <laughs> yeah, that's actually good. Okay, let us answer in very very short. Go on then. Ideas. I'm gonna okay. say, um, Alpha uh, considering the amount, no. Oh, you mean on average, no? Yeah. Okay. Like on average, it's kind of just, eh. Okay, that was a fun encounter, but not anything well, super memorable. Like, I mean, Mordremoth in Dragon's End. Yeah, like, I would say Dragon's Alpha Sand. Alpha Zar is awesome. Suwon. Dragon's um, I like the content. Really yeah. I like the I like the claw of Jormag in Drizzlewood. I think that's a cool. A cool little mm -hmm. moment. 
Your husband's pretty good, uh, Fornix. The chat, Jaren. <laughs> oh, to me? Oh, oh wait. <laughs> wow! <laughs> like, what? Where are we going? Right over my head. Oh my god. Jack Jarrett is a boss in Triangle Death. Jack Jarrett. Triangle Death. Get those. I'll you saying that. This was the cherry on top. Thank you. Thank you. We've got some giggities going in the chat. We got some. I like Capstone bosses. I love world bosses. But I think a lot of times they go hand in hand. So for me, I actually really enjoy them. But I think that they could definitely push some of them more and make them more interesting. They don't sure. use the capstone I, language much, to be fair. I was literally thinking that. Like, we this just learned the another internal really word that they use for these systems. Like, we call it Metaboss. They call it Capstone. We call it Personal Story. They call it the Golden Path. You know, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Behind the curtain. The yeah. curtain really behind the, the Golden Path. Yeah, personal stories uh, internally like a, like referred a, like a sex to. Is... Thing? No, okay. Oh, no. Okay. That's a golden shower. <laughs> oh, I knew I'm you was going to go there. Guys. I was I'm just sorry. waiting I'm, I'm for totally who? Here's the, here's the thing that I wanted to say. So, just before I derail everything. So, I really think that a lot of the end bosses that we get in expansions, mm -hmm. um, even if they were okay at the time, um, I'm thinking about like Zaitan and stuff. Right. I feel like they need, if they're going to go back and they're going to be tweaking and we're gonna, we've got all this time and we're so good and we're going to go back and we're going to look at the, just please make some of these bosses, at least a Zaitan, because that is the personal story. That's the, like the zenith of, of all the effort that the player, the first experience of the player with the story. Story. It's it's it, it's actually a fantastic story when you play through it with the choices that you make and the sacrifices, and then you get this just it's such a wasted opportunity, boss. And I know that they they'd cut fifty percent of the fight because you're supposed to do kind of like go into the mouth <laughs> and, and and go and kill the dragon like um like Krakadoric, yeah. Mm. So I I just want them to go back and fix that. So at least the new play. So when you have a new player coming into the game, they can play the the living world start to finish. They can have an ex excellent boss that shows them what's to come, that doesn't make them want to delete the game, and then they can play season <laughs> one and then move off to the races because the content going forward from that is absolutely fucking fantastic. Yeah? Clock that team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the problem is. Um... They said that they're going to be changing story content from 1 to 80, and Zaitan's just after you hit level 80, yeah. so I don't think they're going to touch it. I don't think they're going to touch Well, boo. Boo ends. Oh, no. Look, I don't know. I'm not going to... I know this sounds contrary to what I said earlier when I gave up on guild missions, but I'm not going to give up on this. I'm not going to give up on this, because... I could see them revamp it still as oh, kind yeah. of falling into the 80 100%. category. Like that fight yeah. is notoriously one Terrible. of the worst pieces of design they've ever done. You know what? That is great because that was released in 2012. So it's great that we have not reached that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I, do, I, I don't think, actually remember yeah, it being like the very worst likely thing. that they would change it if they if they if they go back and change level one to eighty story in any way they will touch on Zaitan. That's 100%. the only thing they can really do. <laughs> like yeah. it's everything else is way too much work. Let's chug on. Um, Sorry. Okay. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> um, so, wait, is everyone done? Everyone's good. We don't done. have We're that much time. Out. Okay, right. Yeah, I clapped out. Next one. June 6th.
Dragon Bash, Game Allied sticks. Player Visual Effect Filtering, and World vs. World Rewards Update. The annual celebration of our penchant for dragon slaying, the Dragon Bash Festival, returns to Tyria on June 6th. The June 6th release will also introduce a new option in the settings menu, Hide Ally Visual Effects, that will give you control over whether visual effects are shown for allied players, pets, and minions. While the default setting hides no visual effects, just as it works now, you'll be able to choose from three new options to hide visual effects for all allied players, hide them for allied players who aren't in your squad, or hide them for allied players who aren't in your party. Some high-impact allied visual effects that convey important information in combat, such as combo fields, cannot be hidden. Note, this option only applies to allied players, so you won't be surprised by any invisible attacks from enemy players or creatures. As part of our focus on core game modes, we'll be releasing another round of World vs. World improvements, including the addition of a new infusion and weapon set, and new ways to spend your unused skirmish claim tickets and emblems of the Avenger. An account-bound version of the infusion can be purchased after completing an achievement in World vs. World. Keep Lords will also have a chance to drop a tradable version of the infusion when defeated. R.I.P. Keep Lords. Oh, <laughs> no, we're fanciness there. Big, big, yeah. big. The biggest thing here. Okay, yeah, sure. There's an infusion and all that stuff. That's stuff we get all the time. We get all the things. Yeah. But the visual effect filtering, it is good. It is good. It is good. It is good for just your big. PC not dying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like when you go to World Wide, like it's your only your allies, though. Not enemy stuff. Not stuff which is important. Um, so, yeah, well, combo fields, etc. Ally stuff is so important. We have so much large scale, massive content in this game. World versus world, yes. Um, but I mean, even just like the world bosses, the metas, everything, right? Mm -hmm. And I honestly think a lot of the chugging is because you cannot filter stuff. Like I had that, I've had that problem in a ton of other MMOs. And usually the way that I help counter it to the best of my abilities is to set those visual filters. So the fact that we haven't had them in Guild Wars 2, but now we're getting them is huge. It's so good. This is just players though. This is allied players. It's just players. It's not not creatures. Not enemy PvP. Fine, like I said, honestly, no, allied do, players alone. They do mention, or oh, and creatures like enemy creatures, yeah. But mm -hmm. in terms of like minions, golems, I assume that those can also be hidden yeah, as well. Yeah, those can. That's not um, an idea. So that'll let it be good. It is I'm good. I'm really excited for that. It's good for performance. One thing... Oh, you're kind of cutting in and out, Jebro. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was doing this. Oh, yeah, every time you go backwards, <laughs> your mic is I just like, I really enjoy the. The motion. The chair. <laughs> yeah. Then put your chair in more and then rock back. I feel like an old, old man. Old man, Jeff, what it used to be. <clears throat> Sorry, go on. Oh, <laughs> okay. You just love my now singing really voice. Let's change. Um, one thing I will say for my Ellie players out there I see you. I see you. I feel you. And I, I vibe with you. Um, I would love to see, if not this update, but future updates that allow you to, or maybe like revert some of the graphical culling that they've done in the past, uh, particularly for magical classes, because those are like where your visuals should be. That's where you feel the impact and like things like meteor shower, <laughs> geyser, phoenix. Meteor shower goes so nerve. To have. Oh, and, you know, you know, they used to have like a really good visual impact to it, yeah. um, and they had to call it away because they didn't have these settings point. available. I would love to see some more visual upgrades to uh, older spell effects so that we can, mm. like, I don't know, feel a little bit more impactful when playing those classes. Proofs is talking about going back the other way. I love it. 
Yeah. Because now we got this. That's a very good point. Okay. Mm. Any mm. other? We are going to zoom a little bit, but like any other important points, things to think about. What the world's in there. There's a new infusion weapon set. That stuff is kind of just like yeah. Added anyway, I guess. But I guess World v World isn't. I think it's good. Doesn't always get stuff rewards added all the time, but it's great. A lot of the, a lot of what I hear about World v World is that people felt <clears throat> that a lot of the um, rewards are underwhelming. Like mm -hmm. there are a lot of good things that you can get, and there are specific things that you can get for like legendary crafting and other things, right? Um, but I think compared to like other spreads and other content, that was something that has been of concern. So it's nice to see them add this as well as incentivizing players, like not just to do achievements, not just to pursue a passive mastery track, but that there are specific enemies on the maps that if you go and you do these assaults, you attack these keep lords, they have a chance of drawing it, which I think incentivizes players even more, especially because it's tradable to be able to mm. be like, hey, I could look at this as a way for me to farm something of value. Very good point. Very good point. Yeah, it does it does encourage you to I wish there was more stuff to encourage the siege part of World V World a little bit more, because I re I really feel like that. I don't know. I miss you like that the PV door aspect a lot. <laughs> I, I think I like the idea of like Igamis, like, you know, if you play if you play Cyrodiil on ESO, like sieging a castle is really a lot different. Like you have a lot more siege actually going off. You have a ton of cow. Yeah, well they definitely they tried to incentivize that recently. They added the uh you get rewards for defending places. Yeah, um, I haven't really is it impacted World Reward much or? I think it had well for a while it definitely did um mm. when it first came out because the rewards were very, very, very good. Mm. Um and uh, I think I think it's it's carried on though after they nerfed the rewards a bit. I've been in there for a while. All honesty. I'll have to check it out. Okay, anything else here? Because we still got, yeah. <laughs> so lot. I'm doing a World v. World stream after this podcast for Ooh. 24 hours um, with the Brotherhood of Blob Guild on Pike and Square. Um, you can jump onto their Discord and they're giving away uh, precursors and things like that. Oh. Um, I play a lot of World v. World because I'm getting my legendary armors through there. How long are you um, going for? And I might join you. It's good. I'm coming. I'm Pike. You and Pycon in the EU. I can switch servers because it doesn't matter about me, does it? Because I don't want to be world, so I might join you. Um, oh, yeah. Also, Mom, remind me, darling. I'm going to raid you after this, but so you're going to have to go mm. and then I'll wait and then I'll raid you. <laughs> cool. Awesome. It's okay. No, it's okay. You don't have to, you no, don't have to do that. It's okay. No. It's going to happen. No pressure oh, to get your stream up really quick. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she, she, she just wanted 20 minutes to rest. No rest. No rest for the wicked. I'll just keep the stream well, I'm going. I'm glad I just went for a pee, guys. That's that's great news. Thank you very you much. You can pee during the stream. You can just go, well, like, not while you're... Yeah. Uh, okay, let's listen to someone who isn't peeing. I'm just, like, you know, just confirm, anyway. Okay. June 27th. Camphor-themed fractal dungeon and profession balance update. That's what I'm going to do if I ever want anyone to be quiet. I'm just going to play my husband's voice because everyone just being quiet. It's great. New Fractals of the Miscontent is just around the corner, but you're going to need to wait a little bit longer to hear the juicy details. However, we did want to share a quick note on how we're approaching its design. When we started development on the new Fractal, we took some time to review the feedback from our last Fractal release, Sunqua Peak. One of the main themes in this feedback was that players prefer less waiting around and more action, especially when you're replaying the instance often. 
One of our goals for this upcoming release is to deliver a Fractal with a tighter gameplay experience while still providing story content as Fractals do. The challenge mode is scheduled for the following update so we can tune the encounter and address any bugs stemming from the normal version. As for the balance update, here's what we're looking to address. Improving the feeling of moment-to-moment -moment gameplay for many boon support builds, we want these builds to have more flexibility in their utility skill choice and not be required to press a particular utility type on cooldown to provide quickness or alacrity. Introducing alternate playstyles for some specializations, including quickness support, deadeye, and damage builds for Druid and Tempest. Tuning up some underutilized weapons and solidifying their roles within their professions. For example, we're looking at further defining Ranger Sword as a mobile power damage weapon. Removing additional skill type specific recharge reduction traits and rolling the reduction into baseline skills where it makes sense to do so. The goal of these changes is to give players more interesting trait options to choose from. We're excited to see what new builds get unearthed after the update goes live. Cool. Someone go with it. Someone who's, who's first? Who's going to talk first about it? Clock that T. Uh, I don't know what that means. There, there, was, a, there was a pause between um, uh, quickness support and Deadeye in the read-through, but there's one thing together. is quickness support Deadeye. Uh, and and I'm looking forward to them implementing that because Dead Eye needed quickness support. I think it's a it's bad good. criticism. It's good, he good for play these. The game. I would like <laughs> Damn, not you coming for this person who doesn't play Ghost Two. Hey, you were like there was a pause there. We need to keep that tighter. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say he's done a fantastic job. Um, uh, but yeah, quickness support yeah. Dead Eye would be great. It's uh, it's one of the things that the thieves missing. Thieves missing good support builds that Spectre got um alacrity support uh it could it could be tuned a little bit better and but deadeye is the perfect place to put quickness support and i think that's great that they're gonna do that love it and more jade in the fractal we've been getting a lot of jade not gonna lie mm. not to be jaded okay but, <laughs> um, oh it's, it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot mm. but. it's good to have a themed fractal around an expansion though right well yes but jade um, well, but, but this makes me so curious because we've talked for a long time, right, about how could they tie something like fractal content more to the story, right? Mm. Or how could they parallel more? I mean, even if you're not going to literally be like, oh, you do this thing and it's a dungeon, like it's a dungeon conventionally in any other MMO, and then you just repeat it using the time power of the mists. Um, I mean, you could even have something <laughs> fascinating where you discover, you go to a historical site and then that like triggers something in the mists that gives you more information <laughs> and is parallel with the story and then you relive that or you learn something about some place on that map or in that story beat so i like that this is canton themed and it does make me wonder especially because they're saying like you're not going to hear the juicy details i wonder if they might be tying it closer to the story now there's not a ton to like specifically support that here but i think otherwise like the feedback the information kind of having an idea of the setting here um i think all of it sounds really positive and i'm just so happy to see another fractal it's yeah. been so long yeah. and it's such a great type of content i have a question do you think so also in that they said that they're going to try to uh 
iterate or like uh, change up some boon support builds that uh, use specific things. Like for example, uh, the, the the specter with the wells. You get all your electricity from wells. Maybe spirits. diversify that. But yeah, spirits exactly. So do you think they're going to use that to? Because the ranger and warrior have that issue where the alacrity on ranger and the warrior uh, and the quickness on warrior come from core trait lines and because of that you can't really add the other boon to those classes as shareable things do you think they're going to use this as a as a way to change that take it off of spirits put it somewhere else in an elite spec i hope so i would love yeah. to see alacrity be fused into druid i think it makes the most sense in terms mm -hmm. of its play style and its celestial avatar form mm -hmm. um but not to say that i don't think alacrity and quickness can't uh, exist on core professions. I mean, we have it on Guardian. And well, it does. I'm just saying that because it does, they can't give them the other boon. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. I'd be unless, that. unless they Will give, Thunder unless they give the other boon. And alacrity. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Unless they give the, but you, but not to share. You can't share it. You can share quickness. You can share alacrity. Both at the same time. It's a shout. Oh, that's not the same thing. But I'm it's... saying it's like the same thing. No, it's that's like... I see what you're saying. In terms yeah, of the okay. amount of alacrity and quickness that these professions get, I would love to see them more. Yeah. They could do it. To elite specs. If they yeah. stick it in the core spec, they could do it by giving that same core spec uh, a different grandmaster choice that gives quickness that instead of That would destroy every other profession because that's the I one know. thing they said they didn't want to do i know i know but no but it would be still be a choice between alacrity and quickness right because it would have one grandmaster choice is the same trait line the same do you want to have like line? your balanced <laughs> discussion on your own like time i guess we have got loads of stuff to get for in like sorry, 12 true. minutes <laughs> like also so i want to say like i love the discussion could jump to expansion four after this mm. Okay. We could. I mean, there's a few things to touch on the, the core game updates, but we kind of we did talk about that a bit. Yeah. Um, infrastructure improvements. I mean, the graphical updates we should definitely at least mention. But um, yeah, I mean, I think we could just kind yes. of lightly skim these. I don't think we need to listen to the full no, readings of them. No, yeah. no, no. Um, okay, let's skim. So. Uh, yes, camphor themed fractal. Thank God we're getting a new fractal. It's been 12 years. Uh, it's yeah. good. <laughs> good job. And with a CM for it. So yes. be, that'll be coming out shortly after. Long range development uh, initiatives. Lots of fun stuff here. Core game updates. The Alliance visual filtering. Da, da, da. What else was here as well? Core game updates, a rework of an existing core game reward system that they say they're not going to be going oh, yeah, into anytime soon, but want to mention it so that we're not freaked out when we don't get core game updates. Right, right, right. Uh, the switch from 9 to 11 DirectX wise. Oh, yeah, they're working on a near term focus is to knock out n any new bugs and crashes related to upgrade, finishing updating our art production. Pipeline to DirectX 11. That's going to be fun to see what they can do with moving on with DirectX 11, i.e. coding and the rest of the game. Um, because that was a big, big, big piece of work. There's so much to go yeah. through there. And the Chromium and embedded is, framework, etc., etc. This is really where I think we'll get to start actually seeing how this impacts everything, right? Because as of right now, we just like kind of know that it's existed. Some people may have had better or worse performance depending on like 
within the cycle because it was kind of rough at the start when it was transitioning over. But at this point, I think the vast majority of things have been ironed out. And to actually get to see them make use of it moving forward, because I imagine there was a lot of stuff um, we get the impression from that, you know, DirectX uh, 9 just wouldn't allow them to do. So I'm really curious, um, especially hearing about how in other games like who are kind of doing similar graphical updates and shifts right now, that they're able to render more objects, have special lighting effects, put more sources of lighting, do all sorts of different things. I think that this is really something that we're going to start seeing um, here from here on out really paying off. Okay, so world v world stuff as well there's still the alliances as well bits and bobs i think they're trying to get the bait they're doing the they're doing the first multi-week world restructuring beta test which is a big deal because we get to see what this feels like over the course of many weeks like this is going to be the actual like introduction to the system how it's going to work how we move from week to week what that's going to look like potentially maybe rewards all this kind of that would be good um yeah so that's exciting i think that's gonna be cool really hope this gets out the door soon honestly it's just been this really <laughs> like they need to get this done they really do um i know it's a big work like it's a big work in progress but since they've announced this it's just like this is oof. damn they need to they need to yeah anyway they've gone to expansion four <laughs> we know alliances has always been a thing you know you're going to be talking about it for another year probably uh expansion yeah. four uh, uh, i said this to somebody uh, i said this to wp when we we're talking about it and i'll say it here again i they are taking a long time for it but i think it's a good thing that they're taking a long time for it because uh, for to. people to buy into alliances it'll be all player based everybody's all the players are going to be making the alliances so for and you need people to buy in so for people to buy yeah, in it has to be near perfect um so they're true. doing their best and i hope they end up doing their best before releasing it i mean the community is um I'm disbelieving that it's ever going to happen at this point oh, because that's the it's problem. just taken so long to get out the Yeah, I think I'm voicing the uh, World Free Waters that I know and their feelings on that one. Um, okay, so this chug... Oh, go on. I would just tell... No, I was going to say, I would just remind everybody that it functions. Like, before they actually started doing these betas, right? I mean, that's where I would be like, it's never going to happen. But, I mean, we have seen the vast majority of the work theoretically done we've seen it function at least in limited periods so mm -hmm. i mean i i'm buying in with boots i'm saying they're trying to really get it perfect so that players have a great experience when it launches and that they have the best shot at revitalization of energy in world versus world and engaging new people getting into it um and i think they're doing a lot of other stuff to support that including increasing the world versus world rewards and other mm. you know things they're talking about how they want to sort of tackle stuff in the in the game mode so I think it's good. I agree that it's slow. I really do think that it probably should have been out by now. It would have been really nice, but um, <laughs> I wouldn't say like it's never happening because it's there and the work is there and we literally have been able to test it multiple times. It's just slow to actually become implemented into the game. I, I think I, mean, I, I think know where, where Fornax is coming. I'm, I'm just going to say a quick point. I think the, the problem is, is that it's... 10 years of the game and world we world just just hardly seen anything at all in comparison to the other modes that i get that that mm. almost jaded or lack of just feeling of like 
uh we've been promised this thing for so long and it's just just like that it's more pessimistic i think than anything it's like if we don't it is almost that feeling if we don't kind of g ourselves up we won't get too excited about it and we can just create the content we're doing like fornax is doing with their event right now right which is mm. good like that kind of stuff can happen so i get it empathize with world world peeps but like at the same time hopefully I mean, yeah they i mean desperately it's want it they desperately Absolutely, want yeah. the lot the attention mm. but they haven't had a new map since exactly what, heart of thorns yeah yeah the, the, not even not even a cosmetic mm. map that doesn't change anything but just lets them experience what or it's update. like to explore a canthan map or mm-hmm. one based on any of the places that we've gone to visit you know path of fire nothing and it's one nothing, of the biggest nothing areas in the game where people congregate as well like it, it, is. it actually makes little sense to me that that doesn't get some kind of visual update it's, it's also very like odd. um an underutilized monetization point people mm-hmm. would like to be able to like throw down siege that looks unique and interesting and different mm-hmm. people would like to be able to differentiate so themselves and their and their, kind of, their kind of commitment to the game with the bragging rights type of attire that pve players have there's just nothing Apart from a few skins for their mounts. Maybe we could have a World of the World stream. I'm going to try and get some World of the World folks, I think, on for a proper... I'm going to go into some uh, PvP and World of the World specifics, I think, in future, for sure. Um, well, next, but I hate... you know what? We do have BB, yes. an expansion for teaser. Hello. Okay. Good transition. So... <laughs> uh... We already know what to expect for the expansion at this point, but we'd be remiss not to include it in this list. This is one of our prior- hot top priorities right now, and each day the team is hard at work bringing a new part of Tyria to life, complete with a whole lineup of fearsome baddies for the commander to beat up. Now that the Elder Dragons are no longer viable punching bags, is a small taste of what we're looking up. Cooking up. Looking up. <laughs> we're looking up them. Okay, so let me just grab this for you all. So you can see it on the stream as well. Uh, this is actual live uh, drawings from Grouch. Grouch did these and uh, put them what? into the blog post. Yeah, didn't you know? You didn't know that? The Grouch is like scribblings. Yeah, yeah. He used to be a concept artist and everything. Yeah, didn't you know? You're messing with us. You're a bad What are we Deborah? talking about? I'm always telling the truth. You're a terrible liar. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Of course I'm lying. Josh is not artistic in the slightest. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Josh. I'm just fucking memory. Josh is a good friend of mine. It's okay. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't give me crap for that. Suddenly I'm just ejected from the Discord. (laughs) Jebro has been removed from the partner program. (laughs) No! Uh, What do we think about this? Let's talk, though. Yeah. You have three minutes. <laughs> this does feel like a Rorschach test in terms well, of. Well, like, I mean, I'm, I can go for a while longer. Like, it depends how long can people go for. I don't mind. It's up to you, though. I have That's maximum thirty minutes, okay, bro. Okay. Okay. Um, yes, these are very cool. I love it. I mean, there's so many ways they could take this. I love the kind of abstraction. I personally. I personally always think that pushing stylized designs is just so interesting and so iconic. And um, to me, the moment I saw these, I was like, this 
this like this is a look kind of like the jade bots when we first started seeing all the jade technology and the jade bots i was like that is a look and in my head when i imagine end of dragons when i imagine cantho when i imagine i see that and i love i love this kind of thing here i mean obviously we have all the only we have demons um the, i've seen in other in other games these kinds of shapes be sort of almost like i don't know raw elemental like entities or magical entities those sort of abstractions or i have no idea and i'm sure that fornax has way more of an idea than me but i love this um well i mean it kind of gave me a vibe of kern the indomitable from bastion of the penitent yeah mm. um i i feel like with what's going on on the map i think it's they're going to be some sort of bastardized hybrid of either like jid bots corrupted by the the demonic magics going on or the or the the, the void magics um yeah I, I feel like there's some sort of corrupted con construct um that's that's linked to the demons and maybe i mean it could be even be like the vanguard of the of the um of the demonic army led by kanaxai and the nightmare the nightmares from that realm that are the kind of seeping into our own that's i just like thoughts. that playing this game for so many years i can start to see the silhouettes of all the rigs that they have like I see a Minotaur rig, I see yes. Char rig, I see uh, <laughs> Earth Elemental rig, which is great because it's reutilizing the rigs that they currently have. Um, but then we have some of these other ones which are a little bit more interesting, like the top right with like mm. this very strange shoulder, spiky, almost like a glyph type magical thing. Um, but yeah, I also was getting like jade constructs from Karen or um, the jade constructs from season three from the one kind of like in the middle. There's like these white spacings almost look like eyes and the jade constructs we got in season three looked very similar to that so that's just where my mind went to but um i would love to see like actual shadowy demons in addition to like hard rock material i think it could be a quite interesting army to go up against it would be so awesome if they were titans but titans are always three-legged at least in the traditional law um so it would be it would be nice if we've kind of like you know accidentally tripped into abaddon's realm and this is this is the void that's coming through these are the demons that are coming through from the top yeah i mean awesome. there's that Personally. abaddon that possible abaddon i've heard other people like reference abaddon feelings here and yeah i could see like you're talking about the titans i could definitely see these being something kind of similar i mean um that foundry and like entities being made i mean yeah i get i get a, i get a feeling of that um i also like the idea though of like bastardized jade constructs i think that's a really interesting concept too so i don't know exactly yet we don't even know what material they're made out of because it is just such a a blank thing although it looks like bits of rock and stuff um it's actually know. bubble gum yeah oh, i would say in regards the jade constructs i do think it'd be a kind of a risky move for the next expansion considering we just came from an expansion that introduced so many jade materials so i would want it to be different in that sense so that we have a, a new enemy model and a new enemy vibe to go up against but um i think that could be a possibility maybe like a more stripped back version of it instead of super mm. techie yeah okay yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna I will say someone mentioned Menzies, as in mm -hmm. um, Balthazar's brother, mm -hmm. because there Ooh. should be there should be consequences for us ending his existence. There should be consequences for like 
Krokotoric going rampage through the mists? Is this one of them? Like the breaking down of the barrier between the realms? Is this the consequence of that? And I feel like there should be more damage to the world than there is. And I feel like we should actually be like running around like blue ass flies trying to tamp down on the destruction that we'd, we'd wrought during our, you know, passion for dragon slaying. Yeah. I feel like things feel a bit too settled and I feel like th there's a shit ton of mess that we have made that we should be actually actively like cleaning up right now. Mm. Yeah. I can tell. I don't that. know what these are or what they're going to be, but I could tell you this much looking at them and the way some of them are shaped. I really hope that they are enormously tall, mm. but we only go up to about their shins maybe at the most. And no, no, even less than that, like their feet. And that they move very ominously slowly, but then suddenly like teleport places. Be interesting. Yeah. I also get a vibe from them kind of like I think because it's been a while in the mine recently. Yeah, kinda of alien like, but they remind me a bit of Mists of Pandaria, the Shaw. They had like mm. the the like Oni kind of equivalent, the or these like malevolent coalescences. Um mm. and they kind of remind me a little bit of that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think they would be so impactful if they were really big. I, I think that the, if they're enemies, they're going to be just like mob entities, right? But to get one that was colossal as one of those capstone bosses would be pretty cool. <laughs> they do have a minion vibe, I have to admit. They do. Hmm. I'm going to end the stream there, I think. I think we're good. Okay. I'm also my other PC, which my stream PC is also having a bit of a fit. So I've got to go and fix that. So that's going to be fun. So endless fun PC issues. Hopefully they're fixing next week. So uh, because next week we're going to be doing the CM dungeon, eventually, finally, which is actually the next part of our story playthrough. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. that's where we are, actually. Um, so no one needs to level past 43 or 5 or whatever. Uh, and that's where we'll pick up next week. So we'll just do that dungeon unless there's anything big that comes out for next week. Um, and we'll see who's about for that. Otherwise... Do you remember the Colossus from the Fractal? Yes. Hmm? I'd like to have a story about that. <laughs> Excellent. That's oh, very I good. I, <laughs> I mean, okay, I am excited for the story that we do have coming, no matter what it is. This, honestly, the blog post, I think we all said it at the start, but let's reiterate it before we actually hit the very end here. There's so much information in here, and there's so much really good stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited. I'm glad that we have a release to look forward to here at the end of this month. And then we have question mark at the second half in the end of the year but hopefully an expansion and hopefully mm. very very soon we're gonna get answers to a lot of the questions that this blog post even posed for us so i'm excited i can't wait and i'm looking forward to seeing this shift in the expansion content because i think there's been so much good stuff already and there's only more to come excited mm. stuff indeed <gasps> I agree I excited agree. stuff okay Anyway, we're going to bugger off. Um, I hope you have enjoyed the show. Make sure you go and check it out. Twitch.tv slash Jebriuni is where one of the VODs are. The others are on YouTube.com slash Jebriuni as well. Podcasts, if you do exclamation mark podcasts in the live chat, you can find out what's going on there. You can also do it when we're offline so you can find out where it is. Anchor.fm slash Jebriuni as well as where the podcast stuff is. If you want to check out everyone's links, I'm just doing an outro for everyone. The Lightbringers podcast is <laughs> awesome. 
go and check it out in the description below in the vo you're going to be able to find everyone's links to their youtube channels their twitch whatever it is and th there you can filter out all their all stuff i'm going to do a little mini outro for Kruf. Kruf is awesome legendary does lots of movements also has a youtube channel which is very good so go and check it out because i have a great voice as well fornax same uh -huh. epic voice looks amazing doesn't like showing their camera face but does have an amazing husband as well called Shaq, who looks like a boss in the game, apparently. I haven't seen them. I don't know if it's true. Boots. Where's actually wears sandals. Doesn't even wear boots. Does, does, <laughs> have, ten, does have tentacles, can confirm. Oh, yeah. has tentacles. Is that boots or Shaq? Or is that both? Good for you. Thank <laughs> boots you. doesn't Thank wear you. boots, has girl. sandals. Also has a YouTube channel. Loves adventures. You won't beat them in the time on the leaderboard, especially if you party with them. They'll, they might come behind you. And well, that sounded wow. interesting, and oh. I'm not sure I meant that. But Boots is amazing. Go and check out his YouTube stuff. Rookery is Rookery. What else can you say about them? Please go and check out all their stuff as well. They're doing an amazing amount of commentating in World of Warcraft areas as well as the other games, Final Fantasy. They like PvP, pew, pew, pew. Don't get them in playing Mercy though in that Overwatch because they will get shirty. Thanks so much for watching the Libraries podcast. <laughs> we need we it's need like Deborah to freestyle 30. more often. Goodbye. Yeah, that is, that I is, just turned shirty. It's my shitty dirty. That is what I do on stream. I don't plan anything. Oh shirty, you have you have to look that one up because it might not mean what you think it is. Uh, it's a compliment. No, actually, it's not. Uh, it is. It's maybe. Oh, I've got a couple of it. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm a bit aggro, darling. Oh, no, it means oh, you just get. Well, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, 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 hey. I mean, like, you know. With the fight. With girls. Thanks, Jebro. Like, you know, I think I you're didn't, no, I mean, like, no shade. I just meant, like, you know, you get you get animated. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. It's been so great. Uh, Fornax is in tentacles. Boots is always going to come behind you. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. You didn't seem to insult Kruf, so. Oh, I like Kruf the most. That's why. What is perfection? Um. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, myself. Didn't insult myself. Everyone, thanks so much. See you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>